0: Hello and welcome, everybody, to the Uncensored Anime Podcast, episode 16. We're your boys, David, Kenny, and Jerry, and today we're going back to the basics. The past few episodes have been really awesome. We've had cool guests come on and talk about, you know, topics related to those guests. Uh, But today we're going back, going back to the basics. We're going to be bringing you a classic episode where we are going to be reviewing My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, the movie, Oh, is,
1: it, is it two heroes or is it heroes? Which one is it, David? No, I'm sure. <laughs> is it Heroes Rising? Okay, I, I
0: watched heroes both Rising. movies because they both have heroes after the colon. How was I supposed to know?
2: It's Heroes Rising. It's Heroes Rising. The, Thank new, you, the new movie, get, Heroes I Rising. Penny. Yes, I yeah. can trust Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, I can trust Kenny. But yeah, we're, we're going to be I'm talking joking.
0: about My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, and The Great Pretender, which we have been talking
1: about reviewing for a while now. So yeah. we hope you're all excited. Uh, when did you first bring that up, David? I'm trying to remember. It must have been like five yeah. or six episodes ago when we were <laughs> like, oh, let's watch they,
2: that. It's yeah, only case one and two were out then. So
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last case yeah. like, came out like last week, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know.
2: It says season two, but that's definitely not season two. Let's be tough. Yeah. Like, that was just all. This just like a,
1: another arc, basically. Yeah. 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 Like a mini arc. We'll talk more about it, but yeah,
2: yeah. yeah okay, we'll so let's boys, it.
1: let's let's uh, yeah, that's great. Stuff. Got any news, Jerry? We're back, hey, what's uh, the news? <laughs> We're back to the basics today, doing a little reviewing, the <laughs> basics, doing a little bit of fun. Um, the first thing that Kenny sent a text about earlier is this uh very interesting, and I'm sure those of you listening probably saw it since it already has a million views in less than a day. Um, but it's this very interesting announcement of Universal Japan's Mario themed theme park and i well again this isn't on the topic anime you know we talk about games a little bit here on the podcast too so we thought it would be interesting to take a little look and see what is going on with that what do you guys think so far what i mean where where are your heads at on this uh this theme park i'm sure
2: i've been to universal studios harry potter world right and that's pretty wild like I, i i remember going to that park and there are other portions of Universal Studios. And I think we spent the majority of that day in just Harry Potter World. It could have been its own theme park. Like that was how, you know, planned out all, all the different stores, all the different rides. I think it only had like three rides, but each of them were so cool and so fun that it was like and so if if Mario World is anything like that one, it's gonna be awesome. Like uh, I know that there are like some AR things that you can do. You have these like little wristwatches um, and there's an app that you can like play on. And I don't know. I just, you know, we're in the USA and we're not allowed to go anywhere. I haven't been out of the house in any significant way since March. Um, and this looks awesome.
0: Yeah. It's like September. super awesome. Yeah. It looks really cool. I'm so excited. I I mean, it comes out in February so maybe I mean I doubt the state of the nation will be that much better in just two months. Um, hopefully it is. But um if whenever we are at a state where we can freely, you know, travel wherever and there's not issues about having to quarantine for two weeks before doing anything, uh the first thing I'm doing is going to Super Mario World because <laughs> it's a dream come true. Um yeah. like like Kenny, I have also been to the Harry Potter world. Um, in Florida and it's just like I remember just thinking like oh it's like I'm on the actual set of Harry Potter like this all looks so real like yeah, it's such a uh, um, you just feel like you're actually like in the movie so I'm really excited to, to have that kind of same experience with Mario especially since I've been a Mario weave since I was two yeah. literally so I, I'm very excited
1: this man is Super Mario hey. and out Next Never. summer, the the Olympics
2: Never. are going to be in
1: Japan. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Oh, oh they did get yeah, they got pushed. They back. got moved. Yeah. So that they means it'll trooper. be it should be open and uh, in, and in, in full swing by the time that the Olympics happen. That's that's like, honestly kind of wild to think crazy. about. I wonder if yeah, he will do. Uh, so yeah. I'm
2: just I think curious. Mario is a. Uh, I think he's a Olympic ambassador.
1: He is. It would like Goku and stuff, right?
2: Goku, Charizard, Pikachu. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, Martin's running at the Olympic Games. I mean, they've been at the Olympics for
1: the past, like, what? They've been Olympic years. ambassadors for for years. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, so. uh, well, I'm excited. It sounds like a really great experience. I feel like it's definitely going to be one of those, like, major tourist attractions when you hit Japan. Like, if you ever have that opportunity. I've never been to Japan. I'd love to go. Uh But, uh, uh yeah, I don't know. It's definitely something that's exciting for those of you probably listening as well. Maybe you'll, you'll all get to go out there and hit Japan one day, I'm not sure. But uh, hopefully we all get to go at some point. Kenny, we have to plan a trip, man. We'll have to plan the brother's trip to yeah. Super Mario World uh, Universal or whatever. <laughs> um, Alright, well that's sweet. It was a really cool announcement to see. I mean, uh, you said in that earlier, Kenny. I was like, that's really cool. I had no idea this was... E- I'm sure people knew this was in development, right? Like, this was yeah, not it like... Was yeah. cool they didn't like ghost it. announce this right like this wasn't like some no yeah, okay yeah this has been like in the works for for years at this point i want to say so it's it, definitely yeah. not a surprise. wow this is an early early drop for mr mr kenny uh but yeah that makes sense though that there would be a um that this yeah, wouldn't be a surprise day. i yeah. yeah early one day yeah i just i didn't i didn't think this was like a ghost drop but it would have been crazy if this was like somehow somehow they had like been building this this whole time and like no one knew right and today it's just, like, just like dropped. it hit the internet really and they were like great. surprise we've got mario guys um
2: that would be pretty wild but no yeah i think it was already supposed to be open but because of corona everything got pushed back so
1: oh dang okay yeah i i had no idea that that makes sense so well shoot yeah. okay so other than that a little bit of anime a little bit of anime news. Uh, obviously, this week Attack on Titan is uh, it's debuting this week. I believe the new season is oh, really? airing as of the week of this recording. I'm I'm pretty sure. So we are finally at the moment of salvation. We'll see where this season goes. Uh, those of you who are manga readers may have a little bit of a jump on what we're expecting this season, but I'm excited. I I don't know I don't know what to expect. So I'm stoked. And David, I'm sure you're still on episode uh season one two episode six uh, no i'm just I don't know. <laughs> so david I, will catch up soon. the
0: binge will start soon
1: gotta binge it soon because it's time my man it is time and i want you to watch this shit live with me that would be sick so we can talk about it yeah um yeah. no the new season's going to be really hardcore so i'm cool. still excited it doesn't seem like there's been much info rev- i mean obviously if you read the manga you kind of know where we're headed but the ending as far as i understand it is going to happen sort of simultaneously do you guys know about this
2: yeah. So the uh, the manga just about over. Yeah. Um, and so I believe the an- This is the last anime season, and the manga's going to end at the same time. So.
1: Yeah, there's only a few shows that I can think of off the top of my head that really fit that same mold. Um, one is Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood that did sort of this uh, culminating finale where the anime and the manga came together sort of last minute uh, and collided at the end where they had the same ending, but the manga just came out maybe like a week or two, a little bit before the anime, but they had, they had, they had the notes knowing where they were going. Yu Yu Hakusho also had a similar ending where the anime just barely uh, ended after the manga did. So they uh, somehow kind of came together. I'm sure there are other examples. Maybe Bakuman had a similar situation happen. Um, Kuroko's might have been really close too right Kenny I think where the anime and the manga Uh, no Kuroko's was was weird yeah did they because they
2: they had the they had the the epilogue
1: manga as well Oh, okay yeah but yeah so there's there's been some more examples of this but it'll be interesting because it means essentially the manga and anime community will unite for a little bit as we reach the conclusion of Attack on Titan uh, essentially together which to me sounds great um cuz i don't yeah, want dope, yeah. it makes it easier for us to avoid spoilers a little bit as anime only people yeah. because essentially the manga uh, people won't know exactly i mean they'll probably know a couple weeks maybe a month ahead but at least for the most part the story will stay probably kind of under wraps until the very end which will be awesome at least in my yeah. mind so be excited for that and i'm sure we'll have some time to talk about this season as it starts getting the ball rolling and maybe we'll do a big attack on Titan episode sometime soon because that show deserves uh, a lot of talking points because it's just, it's wild. Just the whole anime is, um, uh, it's got a great, great stuff about it. Maybe we'll pull a Jojo's and do like a full, I'll give like a history, a recap, all that good jazz. And then we'll do like a full review of attack on Titan or something. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that'd be great. Um, Ken, you also told me about uh, a manga that just came out. I'm not. I don't keep up with manga oh, as much, but I've got to
2: read it. Um, so Shonen Jump has been airing some new mangas. One is pretty good. It's only got two chapters out. One is not very good at all. And I, they both only have no, two Katie? chapters, right? Yeah, I they, think no. I think Build King has three. Sakamoto Days has two. Okay, I think so they, they aired. They one debuted week just a week apart, week. but that puts
1: yep. uh, as of right now that maxes out the magazine. There's not going to be another new. For now, they're so. they're in Max, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think this is probably there, because those two probably jumped in to replace um, – what would they have just replaced, Ken? Do you remember?
2: I, well, a handful of different mangas have started, you know, semi-recently. There's yeah. there's a couple that are, like, Demon Slaying-type, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen-style. Yeah, Phantom
1: Seer also started pretty recently, right?
2: Yeah, I think Phantom Seer. And then there's another one that also just started uh, – fuck i don't
1: know what it's called uh, but not time.
2: like not like just started it's like 20 or 30 chapters along right but, but what do you think uh, about
1: so what do you think what are these two these two brand new ones my man what are those
2: okay so which do you want okay do you want the good news to start or the
1: bad? with the start with the bad and then we'll talk about the good cuz i think we're that's a good okay. way to go with this
2: so build king by the same author who brought you tarico um is just like i would say totally the shonen genre has grown in between whenever Toriko ended and now. Mm-hmm. And this is just like so bad. Like it's it's tropey, it's it's not it doesn't have terribly interesting drawn characters and it just is like it makes no sense like mm. I guess the world is kind of like the world is cool i like uh, in the beginning it does this little like expo- in general manga start with big exposition dumps right um and a lot of the 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 whole point of the thing is that they're build kings which are structures that are undestroyable um and our two main characters are two builders who are trying to build build kings right and one is the younger brother who's actually good at building structures and then one's the older brother who is shorter uh, who is building peace He says And mm. by building peace He's just going to be The strongest person In the world And it's just uh, Very
1: lame. Very outdated okay. Shonen Kind of Not not challenging yeah. the genre Not doing yep. Especially when we're living In an era where Like Demon Slayer Just closed uh, My mm-hmm. Hero's still running uh, Promised Neverland Just closed Now we've got Build King uh, Mitsutoshi thinks He can just come back And if anyone's yeah. a fan Of I like Toriko a lot Um if you've ever read yeah. Toriko, I actually think it's a great manga. Uh, I don't know if the anime was a great adapt- adaptation. And Mitsutoshi, you know, he was in prison for a long time after his first manga. Um, he went to, he, you know, he had his first manga, then he went to prison, then he got out of prison, then he did Toriko. Um, so, you know, maybe not the most, like, quality human being, also. But I think Toriko's a really cool story. Uh, the thing about Toriko, though, is that it, it never was made to elevate the genre. And based off what Kenny's yeah. saying about Build King, seems like he's just kind of trying to do a, re- a rerun. You know, he's trying to yeah. use what he knows and do it again. And maybe that is what he's going for. But I guess we'll have to see as this, sh- this manga kind of develops or if it gets canceled. I mean, it can get canceled leans, really fast.
2: It leans into like dumb comedy. Like I would say like Dragon Ball style comedy. Yeah. And I think that the Shonen genre also has grown past the point where like, you can't just like, he just would like make poop jokes or people would lose their pants and like, mm. And you're like, uh, like this isn't funny. It's funny whenever, whenever uh, the girl in Jujutsu Kaisen says, "Are we playing Smash Brothers at this party?" Because I'll beat the shit out of you. That's funny to me. Yeah. But like, if you're just like walking around and people are just like pooping on things and like losing their pants, and you're like, like that's not funny. Yeah. Like, you also uh,
1: have to remember yeah. Shiba Bakuro is like almost in his fifties. He's forty-five according to his, uh, his wiki. Yeah. And yeah, I think maybe he's a little outdated with his. With his humor is the word I would use. Maybe he's yeah. doesn't know how to appeal to 18-year-old boys anymore. Or uh, maybe he's kind of missed the mark there. <laughs> um, maybe
2: so. I don't know. It's just, like, one, the character designs are not very cool. At least in Tirico. Tirico is a cool character design. It's a,
1: yeah, Tirico. Yeah. I, I immediately noticed that with, with Bill yeah. King. Is that, like, has he gotten worse? Like, is he a worse what, yeah. artist? Like, that was my well, immediate response when I opened them. Mon- up. I was like, no, I think he's gotten worse. <laughs>
2: um, not necessarily, because like I said, whenever they do the exposition dump, there's this two-page spread of all these build kings, mm-hmm. and all the structures look really cool. I do think that, like, that part looks cool, but then, like, he just has... Man, this these dumb... characters
0: are dog.
2: Yeah, build king.
1: Yeah. Okay, but Kenny, do you think Shimabakuro drew the backgrounds? If you know... I don't know. For anyone who has a bit of knowledge about mangaka... Um, generally, especially when they're an established one, like Shimabakuro, uh, most likely he has a team of like three to five very young assistants that are doing all of the background art. Uh, generally what happens in these manga is like, um, the, the main artist, like Bakuro, might do a quick sketch, but most of the detailing and the effective work is done by assistants that are working on it. And generally what Bakuro is drawing is the foreground characters, right? He's drawing everything yeah. in the foreground, um, so if the foreground characters look like ass, but the backgrounds look great, that means he's got a great team of assistants, but it means that he's not really putting, putting up, uh, his best work is probably what's happening.
2: Yeah. It just like, I don't know. Whenever. Let's give it a couple more chapters. chapters. Yeah. Whenever you read the first couple chapters of a Shonen, the most important thing I think is that you need to make your characters really visually distinct and exciting to look at. Yeah. Um, I think that Jujutsu Kaisen did that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Haiku did that really well with Kageyama and Hinata. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of One Punch Man. Yusuke Murata's One Punch Man mm-hmm. is great because Saitama is so visually distinct that it makes that exciting. And then obviously, you know, the, it's hilarious. But yeah, it's like... They just seem like bad knockoffs. You know? Yeah. Tariko is visually distinct, right? Coco and Sonny are visually distinct and cool characters. Yeah. And uh, these two guys, uh, I don't even know their names. I I, we got to give it,
1: again, I think we got to give it a couple more chapters. He's obviously a really established author, but you also have to remember that other than Tariko, most of his other shit has been not exactly failures, but not great um is the best yeah. way to put it so you know maybe tariko is just the luck of the draw kind of thing and uh we're seeing maybe. the real the real shima come back around for this <sighs> um so we'll have to see i'm curious yeah. I, i'm gonna probably read the first couple of chapters after a couple of chapters are out and see if what i think about it but uh david you reading how, how read many are out well? right now just three i think how many chapters are three out? i three. think yeah
0: yeah i mean maybe it gets better that's still pretty early to tell. i'm i'm definitely gonna read them i'm curious yeah um yeah so yeah I'll, I'll check them out and they're on um they're all distributed through viz yeah yeah right?
1: every every yeah. weekly shonen jump manga that runs in japan right now viz has uh Viz has a contract with i believe right ken I, i'm pretty sure they're yeah. all they, they they're run, all v- they run shonen jump. yeah we essentially get the entire japanese weekly shonen jump released legally online um you can't get it illegally America. anymore.
2: They've they've done takedowns on every. They have
1: day. done a very good job of taking everyone down.
2: So. And it pisses it pisses me off because everybody is posting these threads on Thursday night about Still. oh the new One Piece chapter, the new My Hero chapter, and I'm like fuck.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> can't this, I, I we, cannot get
2: them. Okay, so Shima but Bakuro, great. Thing.
1: He's got a shitty new manga. Out. Don't don't watch it or don't read it, people. If that's not yeah. what we're thinking, but yeah. now this other in one in four
2: weeks, if it gets better, I'll tell you.
1: Right. Now, yeah, we'll catch back up and see where we're at. Now, this other one seems to, yep. everyone who's read it so far is giving it a positive review. And I can't find a damn thing about the author of this other manga. So this other manga is called Sakamoto Days. It's a co- yep. comedy? It's a... So action comedy?
2: It's an action comedy. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, brief synopsis, Kenny, without spoiling too much. Uh, the main character is a retired hitman, and he brings in a new... Uh, a, a young hitman is sent to kill him, and instead of killing him, he joins up with him and starts studying under this old retired... He's supposed to be the best hitman ever to ever to live. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. to my knowledge, this is a totally
1: new author. I can't... No matter how much I've searched his name, I can't find any information about, like, did he work as a... He most likely... Um, assistant, uh, generally when you see a new author in Shonen Jump, that person probably was an assistant for some other Shonen Jump author. There's, not always, but that's a pretty standard practice, is that they worked as an assistant for a couple years. Um, a great example is that Ichiro Oda and Hiroyuki Takai were both assistants on Rurouni Kenshin. Um, so before writing One Piece and Shaman King, they both worked under Nobuhiro Watsuki and did uh, Rurouni Kenshin. I just saw another uh, interesting example that, um the guy that wrote beelzebub if you guys have ever heard of beelzebub we're gonna have to talk about him in a minute because he has a new manga also in shonen jump the guy who wrote beelzebub he was an assistant for the author who wrote siren when he was doing his run of siren um, which we've talked about briefly on the podcast but essentially it's just pretty common practice but i can't find anything about the guy who wrote sakamoto days so this guy is yeah. uh He's... seemingly just a n- totally new author on the scene the eyes kind of look like uh... yeah yuto
2: suzuki yeah. david yes yeah. The eyes kind of look like fairy tale, if that makes sense. Maybe, okay. Like, like the way he draw, But I mean, you know, yeah, people draw inspiration from everywhere. So, you know, for all I know, he could be a fairy tale fan. Yes. But.
1: Um, and so like, oh, here's another interesting. So uh, the guy who wrote, okay, so great. Sakamoto Days. Check it out if you want. I, we don't really have much yep, else to say about fun. it other than it's two fun. Two chapters out. It's fun. Two chapters out. Give it a shot. It's a new author putting a new work out there definitely give it a shot as well Benedict as Bill king. the other two things I want to briefly talk about are there are two other manga currently running that started this year and uh, mm-hmm. uh the other there's a bunch of other new manga with wiki shonen jump go check out all of them a bunch of them are by new authors to my understanding they're authors who this is their first series so there's a ton of great sh- um, uh, shonen kenny correct me I'm going to name a couple things like undead unluck phantom yep. seer our Mine blood oath know. um mori, oh, oath. Yeah. mori king yep. Um Me and Roboco, yeah, Uh Maguchan, these God of gag- Destruction. Um, Mashal, Magic and Muscles. Um A lot of uh, gags.
2: These are a lot of gag
1: Uh and then a Gravity Boys. So there's a cup there's most of the new these are all new manga by from what I can tell, new authors. These are new authors to Weekly Shonen Jump. And it is the time now, and we've talked about this before, but the slate is hella clean right now at Weekly Shonen Jump. The slate <laughs> has been wiped. And uh, Shonen Jump is letting all of these brand new first timers on the scene uh, to publish a manga. So now is the time to jump in and and catch up with some of these shows that are just now starting. Because I'll say it right now, a year or two from now, we might be talking about how one of those manga I just named is the next big shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy how fast it can happen. But two years from now, uh, there might be kids here in America dressing up as characters from undead unluck like you know what i mean like that's how fast uh it can something can black clover or something can uh Mm -hmm. demon slayer it's way up so go check those out great new stuff but there are three manga that are running that are actually authored by old guard so people who've written manga in the last 10 to 20 years who are now publishing new series in in shonen jump Mm -hmm. and we talked about one build king um there's two others david uh i don't know if you maybe have even read these but kenny i'm sure kenny has um so actually trying to be my list There are two, yes. So, first, Kenny, you nailed it. Ayakashi Triangle.
2: and then Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin.
1: Yes. So, Ayakashi Triangle, um, Kenny, I don't know if you know the uh, brief, like a brief synopsis of this one, because I have not read it yet. Uh, So, Ayakashi Triangle is one of the manga, and this is being written by an author named Kintaro Yabuki, uh, which I know best from the manga series Black Cat, which ran from 2000 to 2004. It also had a short uh, anime series that ran as well that I know. Mm -hmm. Um, Watched it when I was young. And he had a follow-up manga that I don't know much about, but a bunch of other weebs do. It's a manga called To Love Rue. I'm sure you've heard of it if you're a manga fan. You may not have read it, but it's kind of a gag, uh, also boobies type of anime. Um, Totally worth a shot if you're into that sort of stuff. Um, But, so, Kintaro Yabuki has this manga, Akashi Triangle. We are a little out of the loop. David, I assume, is also out of the loop, but uh, seems to be kind of in the same zone as... uh, you know what's kind of popular right now, which Alyssa and I have noted? A lot of shonen series are kind of taking on the whole, like, not exactly like magic, but uh, like spiritual, right? Like uh, yeah. demons, monsters, uh, spirits, this kind of thing. So, you know, you've got right. Demon Slayer, even Promised Neverland to an extent, uh, Black Clover. Yeah. It's so Ekashi Triangle, Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. It's all Akashi Triangle sort of in the same uh, realm. Fantasy, and it says romantic comedy as well. Yeah. So Phantom Seer
2: is like that as well.
1: Oh, okay, see? Oh, yeah, I knew that. Alyssa told me about Phantoms here as well. So there's one, Kentaro Yabuki's Eakashi Triangle, and then this one, which I'm really excited to read eventually. I need to get into this it. This one's a
2: good one. It's called good one.
1: Hard-Boiled Cop and Dolphin, and this is by Rihue Tamura, which I, I, earlier I mentioned him, because he is the author of Beelzebub, which is a really, really funny manga and anime that came out, uh, what, like, late, uh, like, 09 or something, 2010, something like that. Uh, it was either in the late or early, like, maybe 2011, 2012, something like that. A uh, really funny series about the the de- uh, Satan's son essentially being left yep. on Earth with a with like a the rowdiest high schooler and very funny anime. If you've not had a chance to go check it out, I think the anime did a good job with its adaptation. There is a bit of filler, I believe, and it doesn't have the true ending, but um, worth a worth a go if you like if you like gag, you know, if you like gin, gintama that sort of stuff. Beelzebub is right up your alley. Uh, haven't got to check out Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin yet, Kenny, but do you know what it's briefly about?
2: Yeah, I mean that it's in the title. Uh, a hard boiled cop is sent from the city to an ocean town, and his partner is a dolphin. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't. I don't know what else to tell you. That's man. it, guys. Um, yeah, so uh, hard boiled
1: cop and dolphin, guys.
2: They deal with they deal with both regular crimes and sea crimes. So I don't. <laughs> oh I don't Jesus
1: Christ! <laughs> what a wonderful idea. Uh, so yeah, there oh. there's about twenty chapters out of this series so far definitely it's really I'm, good you it's probably funny i could i could bet with a's track record i bet he'll la- I, I bet it'll last a pretty good amount of time um he's a very funny author and um he i, I just based off the other offerings and jump right now he's probably going to kind of take the lead if i had a guess in the comedy side of the mon- uh, you know the magazine always has a strong comedy series running um, and yeah. with Kochikame having ended many years back, Gintama also being gone from the manga, those two were definitely like mainstays in the comedy side. And then Psyche K also has ended, which was another pretty yeah. prominent uh, comedy series. We've had a couple others over there, like Sket Dance, uh, that were heavy comedy shows that lasted for a long time. Um, so I expect Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin to probably etch out that area, unless one of those other newbies are able to take some of the ground from him. Um, yeah. Which, might happen, but Ryuhei is just an established author. He has a great style. I, I don't expect him to, unless he really slips up. I don't think that he is going to uh, really get. I, I, he'll probably be in the mon- in the in running a Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, my guess is long enough to get an anime. That's what I'm thinking, but uh, we'll have to see where that goes.
2: Great, it's pre- and, and it's pretty funny. Hardball and, Cop and Dolphin is pretty
1: funny. Yeah, and so check that one out as well. And so that is sort of your weekly show shonen jump recap as well uh, you well i mean to
2: what game? there's one more manga update i want to talk about okay oh i didn't know about this, this week this week in one punch man for the first time yusuke Murata drew the number one hero blast and it was the coolest double page spread in so like one punch man first of david, all david are you caught up it, on one punch man is semi I, I'm
0: not too far behind though. It okay, comes yeah, out that, semi irregularly. It,
2: it, it might be it might be bi weekly. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. semi-irregular. or er, and so it comes out whenever it comes out, but man, Yusuke Murata 1 is such a talented manga artist. I cannot believe the how beautiful some of his pages are. But having blast finally drawn in the manga was and there weren't even words. Like the old like you didn't even I didn't even at first know who it was I was like who is this guy, and it just says Blast on his belt and you're like, it was. just Damn,
1: one I of the, need to catch up. Damn, one it. of the
2: greatest moments in manga, man. Looking
1: I, at a uh, looking at uh, one's version of Blast. Uh... <laughs> yeah,
2: go ahead, go ahead and do a side by side real quick. Uh, I just Blast, did, yeah. Punch,
1: I looked it up myself, but yeah, that's pretty impressive. But I really like I like one's version better than Murata's version. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. you like One'sburg? Yeah, dude, it's pretty good. <laughs> dude,
1: oh my god, dude, One's I'll a I'll hold up for seeing it. Yeah, David, you're gonna probably. Uh... I'm gonna wait till
0: I catch up. I'll read it. The... Okay, cool.
1: But yeah, so that's, oh, that's he's interesting. No so cool. That's very interesting. I mean, for a lot of people, I know me included. I the I was an anime only for One Punch Man, and was really disappointed in the second season and never finished it. So just gave up after that because the second season just kind of disappointed me so much. So, that's unfortunate. Ugh. That is unfortunate. No, was the animation bad? Because they had a different no. anime, animation studio. Yeah, it
2: wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as the first season. And I think that that was a big turnoff for a lot season, of anime wow. fans. Yeah. That's sad. The first,
0: yeah, an- yeah. the first
2: season's animation
0: was so good. Just,
2: that's, that's exactly it. It's just like yeah. Seven the Deadly first first Sins, season. dude. Like, I've tried to yeah. finish
1: this new season of Seven Deadly Sins like three times and it's just like every time we watch an episode I'm just like I'm just like this is le- like this I'm like this legitimately feels like a joke like I'm like why is this happening right now and I just turn it off the and first I can't season watch
2: was just world. so good and yeah it, but let me tell you right now the One Punch Man manga has not disappointed any week ever whenever it comes out it is so well drawn the fight choreography is so cool it, you could almost use it like a flip book um, speaking of Chainsaw Man this week, I don't even, did it have words? Listen, Were there, there even are words? There are, okay. Guys, uh, okay.
1: don't spoil that. Don't spoil uh, that I, shit. I, listeners, no, listeners if no you guys word. read Chainsaw Man, which hopefully you do at this point, we've talked about it so many damn times on this damn podcast. Um, hopefully <laughs> you're reading it, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty, I am not caught up, so I'm not letting them spoil this for me right now.
2: Um, uh, <laughs> it
1: just gets better and better. That's all. That's all I'll yeah. say.
2: Jump Festa this month now. Don't you. Oh, people, yeah. When like, is it? When is it? This month, I think the 13th or the 19th. Yes. I don't know. So for those of you who are um,
1: unaware that are listening, there is a festival that happened. A festival. It's not really like a festival. It's like. It's a um, convention. Yeah. Imagine like, you know, like I like Apple does like tech conferences. So like Shona yeah. Jump always does something called Jump Festa. Um, it's sort of uh, here on its wiki. It's defined as an annual party or exposition um, that's just all about all the new stuff that Shuisha is bringing out each year. And, uh, generally, if you're unaware, they'll bring, uh, either like short versions or like OVA pilot versions of some of the new anime that they're planning to, uh, pot, you know, get, sell off, whatever it might be. So you can actually go all the way back to, I believe it was Jump Festa, maybe in 1999, something like that, or 1998, something like that, uh, where they had created an OVA for One Piece that predates, the Toei animation one piece because Production IG made the the like the like pre-version and then the series got purchased up by Toei and Toei made one piece. You, so you'll see this happen. Toriko has a Jump Festa a variant that was not by Toei also by a different... I think UFO Table made uh, the Toriko... Did you know this, Kenny? I think the Jump Vesta I think the Jump Vesta ova of Toriko was done by UFO Table, which is it's beautiful. And the Toei version of... Tariko, the hundred and, you know, something episode, episode, anime of Tariqo, not good. I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as the Jump Festa version. It's not UFO table. No. So uh, every year they kind of do that. And right now,
2: the rumor. Yeah, last year they had Jujutsu Kaisen at the show. And people are thinking maybe they're going to have Chainsaw Man. I'm just, you know.
1: Really? I mean, looking at the lineup in the Weekly Shonen Jump, the only series left with anywhere near as much content enough the only series that doesn't have an anime already that has anywhere near enough content to make an anime is chainsaw man there's nothing else left like everything else is too new the under 50 chapters new so it's like yeah. the like it's if it's not chainsaw man then it's just going to be like a who knows what? Maybe they'll show off stuff like... I'm sure they'll probably have, like, Promised Neverland Season 2 stuff. I'm sure they'll yeah. have stuff like Demon Slayer Season 2, My Hero Season 5. I'm sure they'll show off some more of that stuff because yeah. I, I know that's their big JoJo's, game. maybe? But hope, oh, probably. Uh, no, they might save JoJo's for later, but it would be nice to JoJo's see JoJo's event
2: coming, man. Yeah, JoJo's... Oh, is
1: yeah, a- I forgot. JoJo's has its own event. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I, I think that it's uh, it's interesting, but I, I do expect... So, that event does happen this year on G- December 19th and 20th. So, uh, in just a couple weeks, and we'll definitely report back. So, uh, be on the lookout yep. for our episode that'll probably drop on the 25th of December, because we'll most likely be reviewing what all happened at Jump Festa that weekend. So, uh, be on the lookout for that, boys. Uh, listeners, you guys are not all boys, I hope. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, but... Awesome, Kenny. I hope that they do that. So there we go. Let's uh let's start let's get moving in another direction. I think that that was all the news we have this week, right? Yeah. Yep. Good stuff though. Damn. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Shonen Jump talk. Sorry. I know if you're not a Shonen Jump fan, we love to talk about all sorts of anime and yes, we're all Shonen heads here, so we have to cover our Shonen Jump news, keep you guys up to date on Shonen Jump stuff, and unfortunately we're about to review a Shonen Jump movie. Um uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Uh Kenny uh, this weekend, or this week prior, all three of us watched the new My Hero Academia film, Heroes Rising. Um, so, Kitty, what, what was uh, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising about, bud?
2: So, first of all, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising came out, one, before Hawks was introduced in the anime, before Endeavor ha- got the injury on his face, and before a very big spoiler that I'm not going to spoil because it's only a couple sentences in the movie— occurs so there are some spoilers in this movie uh not now obviously if you're caught up on the anime and you may not even notice you'll you'll go back one day and watch this movie again and you're like wow they mentioned that here um yeah that was weird i noticed there oh yeah oh yeah and, and the uh yeah yeah are yeah yeah so uh For our audio listeners, I just did something very bad on screen, so just don't uh, don't watch (laughs) that that little bit. Jerry was looking away, so he didn't know what I just uh, did. So, Heroes Rising, basically, uh, a really bad hero named Nine breaks out, and all of our Class One A friends are on this deserted, not on this semi-rural island, to help where an old hero just retired to help out for their summer vacation. And then these villains come to invade because on the island, one of the kids has a MacGuffin power that makes it so that this big bad villain can use his powers properly. His name's Nine, and he can use nine powers. He can take them from people. But one of his big bad powers doesn't, like, he can't use properly because he needs to heal his cells correctly. And only this little boy on the island uh, has the power to heal cells. Like he needs so it's all about big bad battles and getting some fighting going and that's it i mean it's my hero man i don't know what to tell you it kicks off pretty quickly i gotta be honest like you get like one little scene with them running around the island having fun and then the villains are there and they're fighting them like i don't i don't know what to tell you man
0: it's like two-thirds of the movie is just battle yeah after battle after battle
2: yep and this yeah. this movie is a uh, very Bakugo based. Uh, it's definitely centered yeah. around Bakugo a lot, and I love Bakugo, so it was awesome. Super He's great the best part
0: of our character, isn't he?
2: I think so. Yeah, I think or I think Midoriya actually wins so, out in character, but Bakugo's always top
1: three. Let's talk about the good things that this movie had to offer, right? Sure. Um, I don't know, guys. Uh, uh, to me, right, no question about it. The animation was impeccable right like oh, yeah. like no question like yeah, movie budget yeah when you have the movie budget bones goes off dude um yeah. and uh hate to jump to the end here because you know we're reviewing now so spoiler warning yep the finale climax fight scene was so absurdly well animated that it was just i mean i don't know what else to say right like it was yeah. like <laughs> it was like put your phone down and look at this like because it was just so just wild. Like, it was on oh. the same level as if you saw the Dragon Ball Super movie, uh, the dimension breaking battle between Broly and Gogeta that happened in the Broly movie, that was absurd. It was on that same degree of just like over the top action that was like, uh, it was like un- incalculable, like how they pinpointed the angle and the direction, you know, the things that went on in that scene. Incredible. So, animation wise, you are in for a treat with this film. It was, uh, yep. Truly, a, a a a masterclass in action in animation. Um, that's the big. That's a high. What do you guys think? What were some of the other highlights that, uh, like the positives?
2: Uh, well, I really liked that class one A was separated a lot, and they showed off each of them very well. I think that yes, Bakugo and Midoriya are the main characters of this movie, mm-hmm. but. Each of Class 1A got a very important, very interesting portion of the battle. Of both the the first battles, whenever they lose, and the final battle, whenever they do uh, win over and conquer these, these villains. Um, I love that each of them got sort of their own thing to do, their own interesting ways to act. Um, I feel like a lot of them got screen time that they don't usually get. Um, especially people like uh, Shoji. Uh, I really like... Mm -hmm. tsukuyomi or uh i like aoyama a lot and he got an interesting and uh yariozu they all got very cool stuff but yeah i think tokuyami one of my favorite my boy my boy
1: tenya got a really good fight in this movie
2: yeah tenya tenya and todoroki both got a very cool fight
1: yeah Um, Ashido, she got a lot of stuff i was surprised by mina and tokuyami getting like the two of them the fighting, fight? yeah. The, it was just the two of them alone getting essentially like a portion of the major fight at the end, which I thought was, um, yeah, kind of impressive yeah. for the two of them. Which I guess they're two of the more popular Class One A characters, so maybe yeah. that's where it comes from. And that like, obviously, the main fight was always going to be like ochko Bakugo, T- uh, Deku, and then Todoroki and Tenya, because those are like the really popular ones. But uh, they right. kind of took, they took. Uh, Tokiyami and
2: Saro was like way more involved in yeah. the final fight than I well, thought. He said, "I think <laughs> Horikoshi really likes Saro. Um, mm-hmm. He, I think, uh, in the manga in the first volume, Saro was the first character he designed, the first hero power he oh, came up yeah, with. Yeah. It was a dude that shoots tapes out of his, tape out of his arm. But um, I know that I don't know. I really like Saro too. I think that he has one a really really cool power mm-hmm. that is underutilized somewhat, and I think that we." I hope that we get a lot more use for him in the future. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think it was very cool that he he had a lot of stuff to do in this in this movie.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, I I think that it's interesting because um, I I believe now, Kenny, you might know more, but I think Koshi was involved at least in a little a small capacity on this film. Yeah. Maybe he was also involved wrote, in the last one.
2: I think he, he he's written all of the movies. Uh, mm. It says it in the credits.
1: Maybe. Wikipedia does not say that he wrote it, but what do you mean? It, I, I he's not credited as a maybe writer. like original story. He's not yeah, credited as wrote, a writer in any capacity on Wikipedia, but that may be an error. Um, they credited it I to think, someone else.
2: Uh, well, I think that he. Like, I thought he the, the last story, movie.
1: Though. I thought the last movie he wrote, but not. I didn't think he wrote this one. But uh, maybe a viewer can even correct sure. us. I, I'm under the impression that. Um, mm. he was not credited as a writer for this film. Um, oh, well, actually, based off a brief, according to Wikipedia, the same guy actually wrote this movie and the last movie uh, as the lead Yosuke writer. Yosuke Kuroda, Yosuke Kuroda, yeah. Uh, pretty established anime author. He, he's written screenplays for a lot of anime, is what I was gonna get at. Um, but it does say that there, that uh, Kohei was a chief supervisor slash supervisory role over both films. So I wonder if it's more yeah. of like uh, Kuroda wrote the script, but Kohei provided input, uh, you know, said yes, no, things like that. Um, probably similar in some capacity to the way that Oda interacted with some of the later films in One Piece. You know, um, yeah. Stampede and that stuff... Uh, Oda was involved in the 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 process of that even though they're they're written by someone else not Oda technically um I do think that Kohei was probably involved in the overall development of these films in a way that makes them feel a little more natural uh not completely I think Two Heroes fits a little more comfortably into the timeline this one I think Heroes Rising didn't really like the timeline doesn't really work out perfectly for this film they kind of do some things that are like like Kenny said, I mean, there's like some spoilers and, you know, maybe it doesn't really fit perfectly exactly where it should, which is kind of like between season four and season five in some ways. Yeah. But um, I don't know if it really fits perfectly there, but uh, it does its best. Um, Just to say, I think in the movie they say
0: that it's their, it's like their summer assignment. Yeah, is that yeah.
1: On an island. same thing. But, I mean, I think that's the same thing they did with the first movie, right? It was like sort of yeah. their in between season yeah. two and three or something. Uh, sort of their their summer summer fun, um,
2: which makes me nervous about this next one. Yeah, this next movie because there could be some intense spoilers if, if they're going to go by the same
1: uh like summer idea.
2: Yeah, because there's a lot. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's I mean fun. Yeah. They'll figure I, it out. I, I don't know. We have to see it. I mean
1: I I personally I, prefer I, I don't know if did you guys see One Piece Stampede? Yeah. No. Okay, well shit. Well, viewers at home, maybe you guys saw it. To me, I like it when anime movies don't fit in the storyline. <laughs> like I would rather it just yeah. be its own thing. Like yeah. um I don't yeah. really like that they're trying to sort of canonize the two films that have come out or at least try to make them right. fit somewhere uh, one of the best parts about something like Stampede is that it was like totally uh it was like Buggy, Law, Boa, Luffy, Marco, they all teamed up to like fight the bad guy at the end of Stampede. Um, it yeah, it's like all these people are not here right now, you know what I mean? Like um and that was yeah. the, that's the fun of that, right? It's like Here's some fun stuff that is in the One Piece universe. I think that the My Hero movies need to embrace that a little bit more. Another great example of that is the One Piece movie 6, Baron Omatsuri. That movie is not... It almost doesn't even feel like it's in the One Piece world, but it's like One Piece characters. And yep, it's that, what makes one that, piece movie. There is it's a wonderful movie because of the fact that it takes the idea, the concepts behind one piece, places them in their own new world and environment, essentially, and lets those characters have interaction. I think my hero needs to embrace that a little bit more. And if they're going to do this, another, this next movie, hopefully it does that. Hopefully it's not trapped within the confines of like the main storyline. I want them to just like play a little bit more because this one felt a little trapped it felt a little yeah, bit it's, it's restricting. Yeah, it, it felt uh, so. Getting into the bad a little bit about this movie, um, I, I describe this film as a really bad uh, Bakugo fans fan fiction uh, film because that is what to me this felt like because uh it just it just kept sucking Bakugo's dick like the whole movie. So like if you're a Bakugo fan, this was probably like the biggest like. Uh, fan service you've ever gotten because honestly Horikoshi uh, Other than at least if you're an anime only like your main like Bakugo thing is like when he got kidnapped um, so like um, Bakugo, The sports festival, huh? He was the number one rated freshman D- <coughs> But what fight was what? more important during that during that during that arc Kenny Bakugo's Todoroki was a cool fight they barely it was like um what five minutes or something? Yeah, the main, Bakugo The beat main his ass. where was the climax, Kenny? Where was the climax in that arc? Todoroki mm-hmm. versus Deku. Deku. Yeah. Horikoshi yeah. has done a great job of letting Bakugo appeal as the the antithesis of Deku. And part of him getting kidnapped during that arc was to like further develop Bakugo. But aside from that, Horikoshi has kind of been a little at least in the latest season especially. Um he's kind of pulling what I would call like pulling a bleach where like he kind of lets his side characters not develop very much. For some reason Kirishima had a really big arc in the newest season and uh to me it's like okay yeah but Bakugo fans are probably like where's Bakugo? Um and this feels like that upset Bakugo fans like fan fiction film. They were like they're all going to get trapped mm-hmm. on the island and Bakugo's going to be the strongest guy there, not anyone else. He's the strongest guy there and Bakugo is the enemy at right now. <laughs>
2: He's uh, the strongest
1: one. It's right where, after. Where it's it's right after. Um, Is it that right gentleman after. hero? Yeah, yeah General no, Criminal no, is gone. Yeah, problem. yeah. The, it just, it's just past okay. General Criminal, yeah.
2: So We're just okay. about to get into the final test. And... Yeah.
1: So there's a lot
0: of character progression to come without yeah. saying specifically who has character progression. But um, not the main characters, I'll say that.
1: Yeah. So, and I think that Cory Koshi does so that, a great job. Uh, one thing that I, right. I have to give him credit for is like, he makes you care. Okay. The newest season, Lemillion, uh Night Eye, um, Aerie, Overhaul. He did a good job giving us those new characters, developing those characters in the world, and making us care about them. Uh, and then in the process, he gave us Fat Gum and Kirishima's relationship, which was an interesting development, right? We already got. Uh, Tenya's big moment with Stain. We already got Todoroki's big moments uh in the sports festival. We've got, you know, he's played with his characters, but it's sort of like one of those things where it's like, now Tenya, Todoroki, Bakugo, they're there, but they're just sort of sidelined as we learn about the new characters. Um And that, I, I don't think that that's a uniquely Horikoshi, like, thing. I think that's a shonen manga thing. Like, they, uh as they showed, I mean, look at a character like Trafalgar Law in One Piece, right? Like someone who was generally disposed to put of, but then was so well loved that Oda kind of reworked him back in the story. Um or just look through Naruto. What about a character like Neji Hugo, right? Um
2: yeah. a character or that is. You, ascension- even look at, you uh-huh. can even look back at One Piece and what he's done with Robin, man. Yeah, bleach we haven't heard piece. from Robin in 250 chapters. I mean
1: any long running shonen sort of runs into this issue where they develop characters, they want you to really care about characters. And then, as they try to give you a new set of characters or a new world, a new setting, you kind of get trapped. I think that that's why, to me, and I don't like Bakugo. I, I don't like him as a character. Uh, so when I was watching Heroes Rising, I was just like, I was like, this just feels like a silly Bakugo sub story, like a subplot just for Bakugo fans, um, and it just felt goofy. And to be honest, I think the climax was like borderline offensive to like horikoshi if horikoshi gave the thumbs up on it fine but in what universe was horikoshi ever like and if this was horikoshi's idea then f on me but i don't think anything in the manga would lead me to believe that deku would be like i'm going to share <laughs> all might's, my, bro. i'm going to share yeah. all might's power with bakugo and Bakugo's gonna use all for one. You know what I mean, like or one for all. Yeah. Wait, what, what the fuck? I got mix it mixed up. One for all. One for all. Uh, um, that I just that that like took me way out of it because it's like yes, the fight scene was crazy. Yes, this idea of the two of them clasping in power and Deku elevates Bakugo to this like incredible level because of that. Um, and all, you know Bakugo's the more trained; he's the more powerful. He can control the power better. Whatever. It, it just felt it, it, felt it felt it felt derivative. It yeah, like it looked cool, but like when you
0: think of like plot wise, like it just makes no sense at all. Like, no. why would well, like, they could be like well, the only way we can beat him is if I give well, you one for all. David's while read the manga still, too, can while he still
1: having one for all.
2: Yeah, let me theorize for you, okay? No,
1: People think we Bak- can't drop a theory in the middle of this. No. People, okay? I am under the impression oh that God. possibly
2: Kitty. Bakugo is going to be yeah. the second one for all user, and that's why he can't maintain it there because he already technically had had it, okay? He, he traveled
0: through time, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. No. He's going to go no. back to time. Right, David, right. Yeah, right, yeah. David, thank you. Oh, oh.
1: No, y'all are just... Uh-huh. I think that Kenny like is... Maybe Kenny is what all the somebody? Bakugo fans are all about, dude. Kenny is every Bakugo fan.
0: <laughs> but no, Jerry, so, like, yeah. from what you've seen in the story, I felt mm-hmm. the same way. I thought Bakugo was overrated, like,
1: yeah. like he's... Like honestly, like borderline piece of shit. Horikoshi but has not then, done much favors to Bakugo uh, in the in the where we're at in the anime, is what I'll say. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think he does. I won't spoil anything. But there right. are characters that that are shit on, not shit on, but that are pretty like pretty much neglected mm-hmm. from where you're at in My Hero. That do get an opportunity to be fleshed out more, yeah. similar to like the examples we talked about with One Piece, where you know, if you get to a certain point, there's characters that we don't know anything about. They're just, like, introduced and tossed away to the side. Right. But Law is a perfect example. We don't get his entire backstory until oh, like 700 chapter- chapters yeah. of the story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Which, which I don't know, about- like, like, the process behind, like, oh, like if it is just fan service. Right. Or not fan service, but, like, a fan outcry to, to give, you know... Yeah. give the, the love and attention that the, certain characters deserve mm-hmm. to have their backstories fleshed out. Um, I hope in My Hero, well, I hope that there will be that kind of backstory for more characters in My Hero because mm-hmm. at, at this point, there's certain characters that I still no, don't know anything about that I would love to learn more
2: about. Yeah. Um,
0: I hope ultimately all the the, the uh, students in eight mm-hmm. have a backstory kind of We're, defined.
2: I think that Horikoshi is doing something smart, and that's the very first I think really smart thing he did is that All Might cannot fight anymore. Period. He's done. Mm-hmm. Right? He's retired, and he cannot. He can't be a part of the battles anymore. And I think that as we go forward, and or like Sir Nighteye, he died. Like that is, that's done. We cannot incorporate that character. In and I think slowly, a lot of the pro heroes that we know right now are going to be forced into retirement or killed off through these sort of wars with the villain organization. Um, and I think that it's really like, I think that slowly we'll get our characters to come in and replace them. Um, and then we'll get obviously more backstory, not, more information. It's really not a bad, I mean, Kenny,
1: you're probably on that. I mean, like Horikoshi has set this world up so that obviously, I mean, in the first chapter it's Deku in the future. Narrating this yeah. experience to me, everyone in class 1a becomes a pro hero with their own agency, and that is mm. how the series is destined to end. Like, when My Hero comes right. to a close, this is the story of how all of these pro heroes became the best heroes in the world. Like, to me, that mm. is what My Hero Academia is. So, when he, but the issue that Corey Koshi keeps running into is that he introduced 20 characters, he said, Here's 20 characters, um, and it's hard no matter how good of an author you are, to effectively illustrate 20 characters uh, and let them all have have room to breathe, right? So there, there are some arcs where some characters are just going to have to take a back seat. Um, I mean, even Oda, who only has a main cast of 10 has struggled to... He's talked about how, like, the reason he breaks the crew up in One Piece so often is so that he can focus on one half at a time because it's too hard to write a complex storyline around. So Horikoshi, I hope, didn't set himself up for failure, and I hope that he gets the time to do what Oda has gotten to do, right? If Oda had never gotten 500-plus chapters, like, we would have never gotten Impel Down, where Buggy comes back. You know what I mean? Like, if... If that had happened, we would have all thought Buggy was just some guy in the first ten chapters or whatever. uh, Annoying character. And now uh, Buggy is, like, still an integral part of the universe, but he didn't get that redemption until four or five hundred chapters later. And now we're about to, you know, a thousand. So hopefully Horikoshi gets the time to flesh out his twenty characters so that the fans are satisfied. Because, um... And to get back on topic of what we're reviewing and not a My Hero discussion, because we... Maybe we need a whole My Hero episode after this. Um... (laughs) Because we probably do before the new season comes out. Um, but yeah, to get back on topic, this did just, it just, it just felt not, uh, I, I hate to say it, like, just not authentic to like what was being, it, it just felt like the, whoever was writing this really wanted Bakugo to have a moment and, and, or they felt like this movie would sell better if Bakugo was uh, front and center. And I don't want to be that guy, like, that's like, the integrity of this film was like, trashed because uh, they wanted it to sell more and obviously they wanted to sell more they're a fucking company that is making this stuff to make people bakugo is a wildly popular character from the series like insanely popular for what i can tell is no reason um so they're gonna obviously bank on his ass and this story was written it, it was a i mean it was a money grab that's what this movie felt like to me it was how can we make the most epic fucking fight scene to make all the shonen fanboys shit their pants and put bakugo in the lead and not have to... I mean, Deku's the lead, but Bakugo essentially being... Literally, just explain to me this. The scene where Nine is rocking Deku's jaw, instead of a pro hero or someone else coming to save him, who
2: showed up to save his ass?
0: Motherfucking Bak- katsuki, one. okay
2: katsuki bakugo and i was like obviously bro he was bro. the only one that beat out a villain right then okay how did he do that <laughs> That's what, what do like. you mean the little girl this was the big they day were and said, were please help Deku. this storyline was, was there
1: bro this storyline was juicing bakugo the whole
2: time dude
1: they were i mean like, this,
0: this movie was just straight it's just straight fan service which and- i don't know if movies are like a, a louder supposed to be fan service because, right. I mean, like you're saying, I mean, like the goal overall is to make a buck. Yeah. And so I mean, yeah,
1: this movie was to be upfront. Like you don't make an anime movie with the intention of like making some. Like tell me where there's like a shown anime film that isn't just two hours of fan service like they just don't exist i mean demon slayer yeah. i guess demon like slayer the dragon ball movies
0: are just straight fights the yeah, entire right time.
1: one piece stampede is literally an hour and a half long one piece fan service it's literally they said if you, guys, if you guys haven't seen it one piece stampede was literally every pirate in the one piece world gets called to an island for a giant uh party for treasure um and now they're gonna fight it out and literally, it was like every character was there. Like, characters that absolutely shouldn't that's so have been dope. there. It was it was a blast. Um, and that's what this was, because at the end of the day, I can criticize the storyline. I can tri- criticize any of it. This movie was fucking fun.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah. Kenny, this is, I'm back to you, because I know you love this uh- movie. This movie was awesome, and whatever they're saying bad about it is just wrong. Uh, <laughs> this
1: movie, I, I if love, you I love like...
2: go and he's awesome. Uh, he melts a mountain. Uh, and he, he does! He melts, a, he mountain. melts a mountain! What he the... melts a whole
1: fucking mountain, okay? Okay, so at the end of the day, this is a movie that if you are a fan of anime films and a fan of... of things like that like if you're a your name or you're looking for a high quality well-developed film that exists in in its own thing then you you've made the wrong choice to watch heroes rising but if you just like my hero and you want to spend two more hours watching all of class 1a jump around and fucking bust villains heads then this is exactly what you need to watch this is the movie for you um because that's all it was i mean it was class 1a is on an island without any pro heroes um like the whole setup is just literally an opportunity for us to hang out with class 1a for two hours and watch them use our superpowers and play with the people and the villain is is shallow he's i mean he's like a
0: he's basically all for one yeah, he, yeah. he's yeah he all was, for one
1: ripoff, walmart brand all for one essentially um which was like nah, like you know what i mean like i just couldn't get it's not that he was a bad villain he he was just poorly. This great. is not original though. Like
0: in the right. context of my hero, like yeah. that that villain already exists. Yeah, so that yeah, was silly was to me. Literally Walmart, my Hero uh, all for one.
1: Yeah, so instead of unlimited powers, he can only get nine powers. So they named him Nine. Um, yeah, like
2: yeah, I I, I do but, think the 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 hair the hair lady had a cooler power. Slice the,
0: slice was pretty dope. The, well, the, the
2: Chimera guy. Chimera's
0: design was probably my yeah. favorite villain design. Yeah, I'll
2: give Chimera. Out of all
1: of my yeah. David, I don't know how he wasn't dead. Explain to me. They froze I, they froze chimera his inside. They froze his inside. Todoroki grabbed his mouth and froze his inside solid. <laughs> I am concerned. I was I looked at it, I said, he's dead. I was like, there's he's no dead. way. And then at the end they see him walking off, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. his, his internal organs were frozen solid. <laughs> um you don't just that chimera unde- flame. Oh, I don't God, know. Bro, Try I was. Down. I thought Todoroki just fucking murdered that man. I thought he was dead. <laughs> I thought he was full on dead. Um, also, the the girl with the hair, she was clearly a uh, an homage to Medusa from Marvel Comics. Um, I don't know if you guys know about Medusa, but maybe some of my listeners do. I immediately, the moment I saw her, I said, "Oh, that's Medusa." Um, Medusa is one of the Inhumans, and she has like same color scheme, same thing, and her hair is like how she fights too so i think that i i think oh really in terms of the blades yeah yeah it sharpens up and fight she fights with it like seriously i think that even if it wasn't intentional i think it was probably intentional i think that it's it was an homage or some sort of um nod to the marvel comics character if i were to guess but um the, the color design was just way too close for it to be coincidental i think um but, yeah, so, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, like, those two characters were cool. Nine was pretty goofy. The, and the other guy that Bakugo just kind of creamed and was in jail the whole movie. Um, oh, mummy. Yeah, mommy. That, that guy was meh. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that the stakes the stakes were... And that's what made this movie constantly kind of feel off. It's just, like, the stakes weren't there. Like, the... I feel like in the first movie, as much as the first movie was also pretty... Uh, goofy is the word I would use. Uh, just so that you could get that magical, like... Deku and All Might double punch at the end. Um, Yeah. I think the first movie, at least, I felt like the stakes were a little higher. Like, I felt like there was something at at risk. Like, All Might was weak. The villain could have really killed one of the kids in Class 1A. Something about this movie, I just felt like the moment Nine got trapped anyone, he was gonna, oh no, my powers don't work anymore. You know, like, I just never felt like the stakes were that high. Um, And then, but, but, if you like anime then honestly the last 10 minutes of this film or the last, the fight scene, free hype. You're going to probably, nut. you're going to probably nut, dude. Like no question about it. Like you're going to be done for. Cause, uh, all of my qualms with the movie disappeared. The moment that happened, I just was like, you're like, Oh, not that bad. Actually. It's the best, best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the best fucking movie I've ever seen. I saw him. Is I saw him like melt scary? through a mountain. Huh?
0: Is it like okay. silent during that whole like final animation, or is, are they playing like no? There's like, uh, angel music. There was music. music. Yeah, there was music. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: I think it was sort of like it was probably you say run, honestly. Um, I'm just, I don't probably. Know. But yeah, I don't know what else, what else. What else? What else is there to say about this film, guys? Do you think there's
2: anything nothing we need to cover? Man. There it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, just it's. Kidding. I mean,
0: pretty. It's super simple. It's like if you like my hero. I mean, like you said, if 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 you're a fan of my hero, this is. A good movie to watch, just yeah. because it gives you even more time to spend with those characters. Um, like like Kenny Kenny said, what I was going to say earlier. Like the biggest pro of this movie is that it just gives those the secondary characters of One A more time to shine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: what's the What's the name with the Zap dude? I can't, Kaminari. I can't Kaminari. 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 Mm-hmm. Kaminari got a lot of time in this movie. Yeah, and yeah. I'm happy because his power is so cool. He's a cool character yeah but i feel like
1: honestly he
0: doesn't get that much time to shine in the anime
1: did every class 1a character get at least one moment in battle i think they all did yeah i think i think i mean not, not
0: toru but she doesn't do anything anyway so. yeah that's
1: true she's just invisible oh yeah. shit, was she even th- oh my god Toru yeah, was she's, there he's there all the whole time i don't remember yeah. her having a fight moment you're right there,
0: there's a there's a scene where toru mineta and um a third hero
2: the sugar rush, or like guy
0: on the thing. street, and they're fighting mummy, oh,
2: and yeah, yeah, yeah. The sugar rush
0: guy. They're like they fight mummy, and then Baku comes in and, and kicks his ass solo. Even like
1: yeah. um, even like the guy who talks to animals like had a moment in this movie. I can't even yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whenever, the, whenever yeah, all the birds fly by. yeah, okay. Yeah. that was a cool too. But it's yeah, I guess, so cool too. I I wish he had more time. I guess Invisible Girl was really the one who kind of yeah, got right. left out because I I well, think just about every other. Even Minetta That's had a moment. Harsh. And, yeah, she'll fade to the background. She's invisible. I don't know. I don't... And so, okay, credit to the film. In some ways, he did even like he did a great job with a cast of twenty characters. He the wh- whoever wrote yeah. this, they did a good job with the cast of twenty, giving them all moments that felt authentic and felt uh, cool for the character. So, I'll give it that. Hmm. Um, okay, boys, are we gonna try to rate? I don't even know if I can like. Pro- uh it's like it's... if I. If I'm just rating how uh how excited I was, this is like an easy like eight out of ten, right? But then like if I have to like actually take a step back and like look at the the sh- the movie, this is like a five point five to me. You know what I mean? There's no like, wrong answer,
2: Jerry. So this no. is a, a this objective. is I, I, okay. What I'm you gonna show. It? It's what you feel. Now, this is a show to jump ten out of ten. Uh, go <laughs> see this movie uh i love shonen jump i love shonen mangas. my drills the drill that's gonna break the heavens oh my uh God. whenever Bakugo shatters that mountain kenny just 10 gave, 10. guys kenny just
1: gave this a 10 out of 10. like this video like this podcast wherever you are if you're hearing it kenny's shonen, 10 out of you know, 10. This, this is a shonen jump 10 out of 10. Okay. we are we are done that's I, honestly i don't think we can i mean it. 11 out of 10. this is
0: a shonen fan service 10 out of 10. When, when Bakugou and Deku D- are like punching up their for some reason punching the, the storm in the sky. Yeah. They, hi- they hyperbeam the storm, Jerry, with their fists. That last, probably, guys, 10. That last scene, 10 out of 10.
1: I, I honestly I'll, was like, this is crazy. Time. I was like, why does this exist? Who made this? Someone spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars and, and weeks and weeks of time animating those like five minutes for sure. Like yep. the like oh, absolutely. incredible. Miles. Incredible detail went into every fucking frame of that. Uh, and anytime that someone gets the color punched out of him in anime, you know that shit's about to pop off. Like when the color gets punched out, dude, you're like, Pfft. you're like, I don't even know why I'm watching this anymore. Turn it off. <laughs>
0: One thing though that that kind of pissed me off the Uh-oh. dude's name is Nine, right? I don't nine. remember seeing Nine individual ability.
2: He had extra He's room because he missing was missing some Deku's power. Yeah. Oh, so he, has, he only like, had, he
0: has capacity had, for nine, but he
2: only had correct. six.
1: Six? I think or he had seven, maybe seven, maybe seven.
2: But if we include the cell thing that he stole from the dad, that's
0: eight. Oh yeah. So which right? That's like a useless ability. Yeah. Because yeah. like which is funny.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah, like the- Some of his powers were a bit odd. Like, what? What the fuck was like? The back dragon. Like what a weird power yeah. that was. Like
0: he had back
1: like... dragon, he had
0: like <laughs> destructo disc wind walls. Yeah. He had the
1: finger beams. Yeah, finger lasers. He had to, like hunting he, he had, he had, he had, he had the... uh thunder. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He had he the looked... eye thing too. He looked someone oh, dead yeah. in the eyes and he they said think like, yeah.
1: This guy had finger laser beams and he was like, that's the power I want. He had to grab that bitch and go, and like suck finger laser beams out of someone. But also- He was like- He he took it from freezing, bro. Back dragon? I just don't know where that, like where did he find that? Like, was he like sitting around one day, just thinking like, man, my back is always exposed. I really needed power to protect because that's all it was good for. It was only good for like when they got when we got around to his back to like we finally got him. It was like back dragon. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. okay, listen.
2: One, one of the heroes in this show shoots tape out of his elbows. I don't know what y'all are like. What,
1: what, yeah, what are you expecting?
2: Okay.
0: Another you know, one eats cake and he gets strong because of uh, it. Yeah. I mean.
2: Sugar rush, boys.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, let's move. Uh, yeah, shown jump. All Eleven right. out of 10. it was enjoyable. Game. It was a good movie.
0: Shit plot, but enjoyable. Yeah, so 15 experience out of 10. Is yeah,
1: 30, 30 out of 10. This is the this 30 is the best, out of 10. best movie since Vampire Night. Um, <laughs>
2: Best movie since Vampire Night. I'll, I'll put that it. on a shirt. Best movie since Vampire I, Night. I'm ordering it right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Our, that's our new merch. Best All movie right. since Vampire
1: Night. Uncensored <laughs> an Anime Podcast. Best movie since, uh, since Vampire Night. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Boys, uh, All right. let's let's just not even waste some time here. Let's uh let's talk about the actual series that we watched. So we're back into it, guys. We're watching it. We watched a show this week, a new series. Well, newish. The first cover, The first couple parts of this anime actually came out quite a few weeks ago. We talked about it briefly on the podcast. Um, but uh, they finally put out the last sort of like arc of the series, um, on Netflix. Although so it just, really was
2: like two arcs. Let's be totally honest.
1: Yeah. Um, so they put out the last portion of the show like a week or two ago not too long ago a pretty short time ago and so we just wrapped up The Great Pretender over on Netflix The Great Pretender so all three of us wrapped it up uh, to d- I finished it literally right before we started filming today um, and the boys watched it over the weekend or whatever um, but we wanted to give you guys a bit of a review so Kenny can you tell us uh, in brief you can spoil it I guess since we're in the spoiler territory yep. now spoiler warning um, yeah
2: spoilers, spoilers. watch but this show it's great um, Kenny tell us what we're was be The talking Great Pretender about, about. So The Great Pretender is about a group of con artists who uh, each of the cases are different cons they run to earn a lot of money, obviously, or for personal reasons somewhat. Um, The first con, our main character, is actually included in through a different con that uh, one of the other main characters, Lawrence, sets up for him. So... uh, this is just yeah it's that's all it is it's a it's i would say it's almost like a not a detective show but that sort of style where I, i would say like a gambling show where you know we're given all this information and then in the end it turns out our characters were ahead of everything from the beginning they pull the rug out from the bad guys and they're like actually we've been tricking you the whole time and i really like that in this show they leave a lot of hints. There are a lot of hints to tell us that this is, you know, they are playing tricks on these people and here are the hints that are telling us what they're trying to do, like how they're trying to accomplish this goal, uh, how they're trying to get to these, these ends.
1: Right. So yeah, in brief, it's a it's the story of a bunch of con artists. Uh, yeah. The one thing about this, though, is that um, they are presented as sort of like con artists for justice, right? Like, um, yeah. g- generally their cons are not, um, negatively impacting the world. They con bad people is what I'm getting at. Like yeah, right. all of their con, uh, their attempts to steal money, yada, yada. It's, it's all to hurt bad people. Like they, they go after drug dealers, crime Lords, um, uh, you know, a, an art dealer who is manipulating the art market, you, you know, all these, essentially villainous sex, trafficker, sex tra- child trafficker child trafficking they, they don't kill mm-hmm. yeah they don't yeah. they won't kill they're I mean they're they are like justice con artists which is like sort of an interesting uh, I mean yeah it's an interesting like concept from the get for sure um, hmm. so I think that uh, the best way to start this off do you guys want to cover logistics stuff first or plot first what do you guys think uh, uh let's do plot start with the plot you know okay let's jump into okay. plot we did it backwards for yeah. my heroes. so let's talk about plot first you yeah, know we'll, we'll switch it okay. up yeah i think that uh i think that this is interesting okay i'll, I'll, I'll let, let me give my my base here so this when i when the show came out i was already interested because we have um wit studio is the uh is the guys behind this show and it is an original anime which means that the anime plot It's not adapted from any sort of material. So if you're listening now, uh, generally anime comes from somewhere else, right? Like uh, it's either adapted from a light novel, a visual novel, a manga. Um, There's usually some source material. This is an original anime. There is a manga being published. So uh, it may have a different story. It may not. I'm not sure. But the manga uh, was being published sort of simultaneously. So the anime was plotted out Mm. first is what you have to remember about this show. So as an original anime property, they have usually a little bit more freedom with the way you plot a show out. Right. Because if you're writing a manga uh, or if you're writing an anime that's an adaptation, you have to usually stick to the material that you're provided um, to a degree, figuring out how to adapt that into animation. This is a different story. They have free reigns to design their characters, do what they're gonna do, and build around the storyline. Um the other thing of note, and maybe you guys looked this up as well. I don't know. Did you guys look up anything about it?
2: Not really.
0: A few things.
1: The author of this series, I was really curious about who wrote this series. So after about episode or after the third case, I was like, who wrote this? Like where where did this series come from? The author of this series is a longtime J Drama writer. So he's been writing J-dramas for a long time prior to... This, from what I could find, is his first anime. Uh, But prior to this, he's written a ton of uh, storylines, plots for J-dramas. And there wasn't really... I don't know if there was credited as, like, one designer. I think there's a couple design. You know, it it was an original anime, so there were a lot of people working on the look and feel of the show. Um, So Wit Studio really took the lead there. So if you think about the look and feel, um, it's got a really unique look and feel as well. Um, But... So, in thinking about okay, so this is a J drama, author transitioning to anime, doing his first show. Um, there's a little bit of some. Uh, I don't want to get okay. Let me let me rephrase, uh, and you guys chime in if you think of anything while I'm talking about this. But I think that the biggest plot-based issue with this show, it's 23 episodes for the whole series, and to my knowledge, that is a conclusion. I'm not. I've not seen mm-hmm. any note that there's going to be more of this show. I think that. It, well, did you see the? Huh? Well, well the there could
2: though? there was did a post credit. Sure. Well,
1: there was a post credit scene, but like, I don't think that that implied like that there was more coming. You know what I
2: mean? Like, I don't. Know. That's a bit of an ass pull, man. And also the the, the yeah. scene with Lauren with the president, and he said, "Are you bored or whatever?" That was all.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: cliffhangery. There's there's I, that a was little never, bit
2: yeah. To me, it felt conclusive.
1: It felt conclusive to me. But that was. Why
2: was Laurent working with the soon to be American president? To me, it felt yeah. conclusive. With,
1: with, Joe, with Joe Biden. I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, it was. Up Biden was him. up there. Girl, it was it the, the chopsticks
2: guy. Yeah, I was, can't believe it. It was an AI. Yeah. The chopsticks yeah. guy. I was
1: like, it was totally not uh, Joe Biden. But um, to me, the scene where Laurent threw the ring into the ocean and uh, the, you know, Edinburgh returning home, it, this was conclusive. Like, I didn't feel like they they left it so open-ended that I need more, if that makes any sense, but they left it open-ended sure. enough that if they want, they can make more. Does that make sense? That's yeah. That's the way yeah. I felt it. I don't know if you guys felt that way. Maybe you didn't, but I felt like it was like, if this is it, this, then I would be totally comfortable with that. Like, I don't think that they need to make more, um, but you're right. The last scene kind of left me looking like this, like the after credit scene. I was just literally like the fuck. Yeah. Like, no, like, no, way. Like, no way. I was like, no the way. fuck. I was like, what are you yeah. me playing? Um, okay, so my biggest issue with this story boils down to an issue that I usually would use the word pacing to describe. And that we have a 23-episode anime series broken into four parts that each part hyper focuses on one of the four members of this con team. Essentially the first mm-hmm. story is Edamura's story, the second story is Abby's story, the third story is Cynthia's story, and the fourth story. Is both the conclusion to Edamura's story, but also Lawrence's story in some degrees. Um I mean it yeah. really is Lawrence's story in the back half, with Edamura right. still being also getting his conclusion in some ways. Abigail and Cynthia mainly getting their conclusions during their parts of the story. Um because of that structure, um I thought that they had room to pace things up a little bit more. I I don't know if each of those I think that sometimes they they and the best way I can describe it is it's kind of what you do when you're writing for television or you're writing for like a long, uh, you know, I think about a, like a TV drama that we would watch here in America. You oftentimes like a story arc for a character will get dragged out over multiple hour long episodes. And I felt like the plot could have been a little more like snappy. There was like a couple moments where I felt like there was just some drag of characters getting, uh, it's not that there was that much useless dialogue. There really wasn't that much useless dialogue. But I think about moments where, like, um, specifically specifically where the show would lean in on the, the multiple dialects, right? So we would get multiple scenes where characters are either translating or showing that there is, um, like, a language barrier, um, so on and so forth, right? And even some, like, plot devices around that, like the the uh the character in the final arc uh uses sort of this line of like uh not being able to speak the right language is like how you can break a deal right like there was this there was that whole exchange mm, right, yeah. that happened um the multilingualness of the show while uh, certainly makes the show appear more you know diverse more worldly all this other stuff i don't know if it was benefiting the pace of the series sometimes like I don't know if I needed to know that this was being translated from Japanese to Chinese and back and forth. Some scenes were playing out as if you were watching them, like, in a live newsroom. Hello, this is this is Edamura, Edamura. what did he just say? He said, hello, this is Edamura." We would get those full lines, like, spoken all the way out. And I think that they could have snapped it up a little bit there. Um, and some of the other things is that I think there were some repetitive... Uh, I think a lot about Cynthia's story, specifically, where they... They didn't need as much. None of the additional flashbacks we got of Cynthia and the artist, to me, felt like it was fleshing out Cynthia more. I felt like at one point it just got repetitive. They even like replayed this like song in all four episodes.
2: Do you guys remember this? They, they did yeah. that for e- no. They did that for each case. There's a no. song associated there with is each a, case.
1: No, I agree with you. I agree with you, and but in Abigail and Edamuras and even Lawrence the song only played maybe once or twice total but for Cynthia's for some damn reason again I'm not sure what the issue was here she had a song based like clip show in all four episodes yeah she got montaged in all four episodes
0: And it was the same song and I remember by the third
1: time I was like I love that that each character sort of has like a theme song it's kind of what they were going for I thought that was a cool idea but I was like so I'm, I'm not really questioning the theme song I'm questioning why did we get a two to three minute clip show in four episodes straight? It wasn't doing anything to help Cynthia's character anymore. Her character got there already. I already understood. I didn't need a yeah. fourth, a fourth clip show. So there were some pacing issues across the whole show where I don't know if the, and I, I don't know who to blame on that. Like this could have been uh, an issue. I think this is probably a, a purely plot based issue. I think the author was, is used to writing for television and, and in trying to condense and write a twenty-three episode anime, uh twenty-three minute episode anime type thing, I think that he probably had some transition issues that sort of led to just mm-hmm. some some beefed up pacing. I think this series could have been twenty episodes, maybe even a little bit shorter than that, and probably accomplished the same goal. That was my biggest plot issue because aside from that, I felt like the plots were really nice and tight. Um Aside yeah, from yeah. the pacing issues, um, and i, I want really like to hear your guys' thoughts but each of the mini subplots uh had a nice little twist they each had some interesting characters uh, they each had a uh, a pretty well crafted little con involved and i thought that each of them kind of played out in ways that was moderately interesting um i think that personally the first case and the last case were stronger than the middle two cases um, like plot wise, I think that they, they were a little more intricate, a little mm-hmm. bit more well developed, and I think that they played the characters a little better comparatively to Abigail and Cynthia's middle plots, which uh, you know, I think in the larger context, well, we needed for yeah. those characters, but um, it, it, I don't, I didn't find them as like interesting is the word I, I'm just gonna use the word interesting. I, I think I personally didn't find them as interesting as the first story yeah. and the last story, um. So that's no... I mean, maybe that's, again, author's fault, uh, or maybe it's just I wasn't as interested in the type of story he wanted to tell there, because um, they kind of each had their own sort of theme to it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Where are you at with this? Because that's most of my thoughts on the plot. I want to hear where you guys were plot-wise, though, because I think other than that, it was certainly a, a fun a fun story to tell, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah.
2: So, David, do you want to go first? No? Yeah, David. Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: I'll go first. Where are you at? So... Um... So what was I gonna say? So I I agree with the majority of what you were saying, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um I what your 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 gripes with the pacing, I mm-hmm. didn't really pick up on a lot, although I picked it up mostly in Cynthia's case. Yeah. Because I think it was the I, worst there. Yeah, and I, I also think I think overall there were times when I didn't realize that what I was watching was a flashback.
1: Oh um, that's and, a good and this note. was a major
0: issue with with Cynthia's oh case God. is when I first realized it that when she was talking to Thomas mm-hmm. I thought that was like currently happening I thought like in the middle of this case she found this artist and was falling in love me too and was second guessing on if she wants to keep doing the the, the uh the con or not
3: mm-hmm. but then I
0: realized that that was all a flashback and that mm-hmm. kind of like took me out of the show it was like yeah. wait like what, a, like, where am I in this timeline? That's a good note. Cause I
1: forgot about cause that. Because
0: usually, I think, I think in the beginning, the show did a good job of at least like captioning like two weeks later or two months later yeah. to kind of give yeah. you an idea of where you're at in the story. Um, but I I might, I might, don't know if I oversaw it or it, it just wasn't there for
1: some reason. Also, I think that what, what happened there too, and this happened to me, is in the first arc, at flashbacks, he's a child. In the second arc, Abby's yeah. flashback, oh, she was like a obvious, child. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. Cynthia, they flash back to her as already an adult. So, yeah, yeah
0: she's exactly the same.
1: Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I remember yeah. I looked at Alyssa, because I said, I didn't know it was Cynthia. I was like, who is this? I said, Alyssa, who is this artist girl at the coffee shop? Like, is this happening? She's like, no, Jerry, I think that's Cynthia in the past. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah, the,
2: they gave you one big hint was that she was working with Chris, the lady that we had met at the beginning of Abby's story. Who they dropped the money off with um, oh, after they did the, okay. the boxing thing? They said, "Hey, it's me, Cynthia from London. Happy birthday, Chris." She drops the money off to her after the boxing uh, con. Mm. Uh, and oh. uh, even even Lauren was I visually totally... distinct in his past art as well. Yeah, Lauren had long yeah. hair; you could tell. Yeah, um, they yeah. they linked it his hair. Um, but
1: uh, I didn't actually until you just said that, Kenny. I'm just now connecting that those were the same person, the the other it's person. Pretty- yeah, I didn't yeah. notice it. Yeah, I might
0: have. I might have not paid attention then because when I saw the Chris person, I was like, "Oh, this person!" Like it was the first time I was realized,
1: like noticing this person. That's what I'm, me too, David. I, it went right over my head that there was a that that was the same person until Kenny just said that. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. That that was your big hint, but also like you know, she's supposed to be forty something, but she's uh, she often acts like she's much younger. Yeah. Right. Uh, she's, she's a contemporary with Laurent and not so much with Abby and Edamura. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And you, and you I, finally I see that. Um,
1: I, I am still curious. Cause I don't, in another plot issue to me, Um, mm. I don't know if we ever get like the full, uh, despite this whole love story, Cynthia's art backstory, love story. And then the brief scene where we actually see Laurent and Cynthia meet in the final story, how the fuck did she go mm-hmm. from like cons are bad to oh, boobie's con artist? Like did like I, that like uh, yeah, like I'm like there's no like they never like fully bridge that moral gap for me because I get it that like on one hand she slowly saw what it did to her. Artist husband person artist boyfriend and then she sort of fell into like i don't have anywhere to go what to do i need money and then it all sort of came together that she was like oh maybe i could do this too click and then she meets laurent and then kind of gets swept up in it which it seems like one thing that happens is like when people meet laurent like they get swept up in this world yeah Um, i think it was
2: also really cute that instead of laurent got abby and cynthia for mm -hmm. the the intentional con i think that it's at least supposed to be like vaguely Laurent and Ozaki are having communication and these are the types of people he needs for his big job that he's planning against the Chinese organization
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um it's really cute that Shion also instead of it being Laurent who gets Edamura, it's Shion who gets him just like she recruited Laurent to begin with i think i thought that was really cute mm-hmm. yeah i mean um, I, yeah yeah
1: I'll take it. I think
0: I think I think something else that was kind of confusing to me was that, like at the end when we kind of see, there, there's just like a lot of skips in the timeline,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so it, it can be pretty easy for you to get lost in like what's happening, mm-hmm. because there's like over I think over the course of like a three episode span, you're you're going along the timeline and then they do a skip to the future, like brief future of like them of the uh, the both of the heads kind of losing all their money and then they go down the elevator and they're like on this island. And then you're like, wait, wait, what? What what are we doing on this (laughs) island? And then it's been the whole next episode like explaining what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Which was a cool effect. Yeah. Um,
1: it was. But still like the feeling of like,
0: wait, like, wait, what's... It's that like spy
1: movie effect. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, the Ocean's
2: Eleven style. It's a trope that happens
1: in these types of films and it was utilized there. And yeah, but you're right, it kind of... I, mm, yeah, I don't know if it worked for me always. Like, I don't know if every time they did yeah. those kinds of things, like, it was like, okay, I like this or I don't like this. I'm not sure. That was kind of where I was it, it kind of it. tripped me up. Yeah, I mean, the one... Uh, so, yeah, plot-wise, and also another thing about the plot is I do feel like a little bit, and you guys might agree or disagree, I think that by the third part, also by Cynthia's part, the story was already getting a little, like, formulaic. I don't want to use, like, almost like... Oh, maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were kind of doing the same thing you know like i'm not it was never the same thing but it was like you know Edamura has moved to a new country to learn a new skill turns out this was all a setup by lawrence so that he can use the skill in their next con you know and then it was like (laughs) yeah they then Edamura gets swept up into whatever their new con is and they start by finding their target setting up the first con the con doesn't work or something goes south surprise it was supposed to go south everything was on track from the beginning you know they kind of did that like you know what I mean, though? It yeah. was that formula yeah. that sort of uh, – it, it's 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 like when you're watching like CSI or like those sorts of American dramas that I think about. You know, there's a formula to the way the – and so it already sort of started to fall into these – I think the last arc was a lot more fun because it kind of took a yeah. – it, it took that and it, it lets you – it's like by Cynthia's, you felt comfortable, so you were like, okay, I know what I'm expecting. But then it didn't it didn't do that. It it, it played uh, some different directions in the last part. There no, was so- I,
0: I knew I knew there was something up. I knew like after yeah. uh, Ed Edmur like got sliced, I was like, they fucking They got
1: him, they got him.
0: Honestly. Like, I- he's not dead. They like he's they're all in like, cahoots. They all this all <laughs> they all-
2: yeah. cahoots. Baby, yeah, I love that Lor uh Lawrence line there where he was like, I understand that you're acting right now, but I'm happy that you're actually expressing your feelings to me. And I think that that was a very truthful line coming from Laurent. Like yeah. he very much was in like into it. Oh yeah. Like, I think was, some like, of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He was like, I and I think that the the two cases, the Cynthia and Abby case, also really show that uh Laurent is attempting to help them grow. And I think that he knew from the beginning that Abby had PTSD associated with the planes. Um he knew that Mueller was the man who bombed Baghdad for in whatever killing Abby's parents in the same way that he knew that Cynthia had unrequited had, you know, previous feelings for this guy Thomas, who was a huge fan of this particular style of art, an artist, and he tracked down the painting to begin with. And I think that also you see that Laurent is really good at planting seeds in Edamura's head. And so he's in particular spaces whenever he needs to be. And I think that it shows it, especially in that last art where I love whenever he goes home and he's like, you piece of shit. Like I, kn- I know, I knew it. I knew that you were doing this to me. And he's like, "Wow, you caught on wait And Lauren was, like, Lauren
1: was like, yeah, was like, yeah, I, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, um, exactly he, what I've been doing." Yeah, because it was yeah. That was the scene where he like see he sees his dad, and then he goes back. He's like,
2: "Lauren, you knew." Yeah,
1: um, uh, <laughs> yep. I was like, he just shit. runs up to him and just punches yeah. him. <laughs> that was, shit was crazy.
2: Um, and I love the, oh. I love the conversation with Ab the conversation with Abby and Edamura in the holding cell where she was like playing video games because look okay, it. Let me, let me be straight up
1: with you. Uh-oh, here he goes.
2: His ship. I am I am an Adamura, Avamura, Avamame. Be shipping. I, I, listen, if there's ever more of this show, they better get together is what I'm saying. Um, They obviously love each other. I think that Abby very much fell in love with Adamura after that second case. Um, And I think that she was the most in tune with how his emotions were right. acting in, in the final case. I think that she was... The most upset with the fact that they weren't telling him, even though they knew she knew that they had to because he would spill the beans. She was most upset with that. She was upset with the way that her his father was acting towards him, um, and obviously at the end, she sends that out of anybody. She takes a picture on top of that cliff, and sends it to who Edamura, <laughs> mm-hmm. the person that she she loves, obviously.
0: Yeah. So I. She like very long hair, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well. I liked her long hair more. Hey, Adam likes the short. Yeah. Edamura says, yeah. It I liked her. I, I knew like, I liked the short. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I,
2: I love <laughs> their, tough. I love their connection. Their, the way that their relationship grew, because I think that they ended up having the deepest relationship. Even a yeah. scene where she's in his window, right at the end mm-hmm. where she's like, you know, I think you should forgive yourself. No question about it. I, and
1: that yeah. is where, that is where the show succeeds is characters. Um, the, Hmm. the plot really succeeded in developing and utilizing these characters in a fun and original and unique way. And I, I got to give them that, that, uh, you know, despite it being a bit formulaic, the pacing, be a little, having some little issues, the, the quieter character moments that happened between these characters, um, felt thoughtful. It felt organic. It felt really, um, it felt really just, uh touching in some ways. And I think that it, it, it drew to me as a viewer, it drew me in. And it's the only thing that was kind of keeping me. I think that if I, I think that in some ways I may have dropped a show like this, just because like, uh, by the time I got to the third act, I was pretty settled on like not finish. I was like, man, I don't think I want to watch the rest of this. But the only reason I really wanted to see what happened was because I was, I was connected to the characters and I'm happy that, and that's why I say the last arc, the last nine episodes, was my probably my favorite of the whole show because it was yep. much more focused on the characters. The overarching plot, the child trafficking plot was also really interesting, a little more interesting to me than the the la- the airplane dogfight and the the incorrectly appraised art, which to me are just not and like I said earlier, they're just not interesting they just weren't as interesting to me as like the fake drug and the the child trafficking ring. Like those were really cool and interesting and I just felt like the especially the appraised art. I don't want to bomb on Cynthia's story too much cuz there were some good moments, but uh that was easily yeah. the weakest. Like that was the weakest dip for me. It's where I, I I mean it's where I almost dropped it and was like I don't want to watch the rest well, of this, but here
2: I thought it was good. I thought that Thomas was going to get his art shit on and he was going to kill himself. Holy shit, I, Kenny. I thought that, I thought that, that was the direction it was going to go. And I was like I was writing a whole different show David no <laughs> I was getting I was getting so upset because I was Holy like God. Thomas is going to he's going to kill himself. This dude is going to oh, shit on it. Oh, oh, oh go. Yeah, and I I was like, "Oh no, Cynthia, this this dude's got to die then." But we okay. have to
0: admit though, like the the final scene of case 3 when Cynthia just keeps increasing the bid and the guy yeah. is like I only have 70 million and she's like 71 and they just keep going up to hundred million. And while they're doing their bidding, it's like flashbacks to him, to Tom is doing his paintings.
1: Yes, dude. And yeah. like
0: talking about how like Cynthia is saying like your paintings are worth like so much money. They're going to be worth so much money one day. Yeah. I was like, "Damn, this is a powerful scene."
1: Yeah, they did yeah. a good job. It, it, like, it
0: like made up for all the shitty montages because I did. I was <laughs> not a fan of
1: them. Yeah, I, that but, um, there were some quality moments in Cynthia's story. I really liked the moment where where Cynthia realizes who James Coleman is. She comes in to buy the painting. The painting ends up being this multi million dollar painting. Like there were some really cool little tidbits, but it just felt a little like again it, it, superfluous. There was just some extra stuff that just made that that arc made me go like, "Oh shit." oh baby i'm not yeah. gonna get through this but the last arc made up for me uh, to me like i got, i went into the last arc like with low expectations and then i really loved the last nine episodes like i blew right yeah now. i
2: mean and really awesome i i love edimer's speech too where he says all you guys talk about is that if you make a mistake you're gone." Kenny, and we are act- we are not You didn't mean we that aren't... no he yes acting. he did kenny he was
1: acting <laughs> it was all show Oh, we knocked oh. him out. We knocked. I, tell the, See, I told what, he, I, you he's too with much him. much was a damn liar. No, Kenny. <laughs> I don't know
2: if that was real. Kenny, that was a show. Kenny was now, acting. I obviously meant it. That's why Lawrence said something. And I think Lawrence
1: was acting too. They're trying I, to hide the blood I, bag. Uh, Kenny, no, it was out out of shirt. Lawrence, we,
2: he had to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. But I, I just love that. Yes obviously that's not the case it never had been the case they are partners they are compatriots they're they're friends they love each other and yeah there's no way around each other. look at look at who and, brought them and together Edimer... yeah at Laura, the end of the day lord the man the one who brought them
1: together and he is the one who fell in love with dorothy like yeah he, he... he broke the first rule yes that's the thing is like laurent obviously sees this as his family this is bigger yeah. than him and no matter the rules that you know what he tries to put out he is the one that was building this this was all him and, yeah. and he cares more about these characters laurent clearly cares about all of them deeply and yep. that is why he has he challenged them and did so much to help them and each of these little cases he set them up to develop them to grow them to make them yeah, have moments to help them conquer their yeah price. absolutely and that's i mean yeah it was all it's all like orchestrated by laurent who is also a bit of just a like a addled and um he's just i mean his mother died when he was young and uh didn't live in the best like financial situation his mom was obviously Mm -hmm. taken advantage of because she was fucking dyslexic um there were all these little things that like led and then he becomes this like ladies man poker champion yada 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 um lawrence life was not good and yeah he was at the verge of like murdering someone you know and then was swept up into this circumstance and realized that he like his life wasn't over yet and i think that yeah um like falling in love with dorothy and like all of this was like the key to like unlocking like laurent as more of uh the diplomat that he always wanted to be um as opposed to the like wretched um like essentially orphan child that he was and that is what yeah. makes laurent's character to me i i, kept, I love lauren that's i mean i i realized he's my his, favorite character yeah like hands i loved him they did such a good yeah the, uh, the show did everything good uh, like i i left yeah. the show
2: just loving him as a character although just, here is my biggest gripe gotta get the is that. biggest gripe and it is the post-credit scene dorothy's got to stay dead yeah right fuck I- dude Dorothy, she's got to stay. It takes dead. the power out of him
1: throwing the ring into the ocean and like exactly the whole it, it finale. Takes and then everything. she miraculously
0: just finds it in a fish, like yeah. out of all like, big ass yeah. ocean. That was a and big, big ass pool. Big
2: has well, the ring? Yeah. yeah, guys, that I, was a Dorothy, big ass pool. She's got to, she's got to stay dead. That's funny. and that, that's okay. It's okay that she remains dead because yeah. he's found this greater family in these people. And her death, he,
1: like. It, that just sapped all of the energy out of the last. I was like, exactly. I, I was sitting there, mouth agape, like looking at Alyssa, like, "Are you like?" There was no reason for this. Like, this yeah. didn't shouldn't have happened after the credits. Like, God damn it! Like, I don't know what. He,
2: uh, maybe they sure was... they may want to. They want to come back with a bigger, longer story. Yeah, but oh my god! I think that I think that we have more room for Eda dad, Ozaki. I think that he has more it room to so good to me grow like, and exist.
1: Felt so good and then the moment they showed that after credits, I just was like, Man
2: Yeah. At that point I thought that they were gonna be like actually Edinburgh's mom never died. Like I was gonna like oh, like uh, because I they showed the scene where he walked dead, to the hospital. I wanted her to stay dead and she did. That needed to happen. Yeah. I and oh, I thought God. Dorothy needed to stay dead. And listen, if you know, I may be totally wrong. Maybe it comes back for another season and It uses Dorothy's character in a really interesting and exciting way, and you know we just don't know that
0: brand new characters exactly, artists.
2: We just don't know that right now, you know. Yeah. And I think that I think that if this was going to be a complete story and end where it ended, Dorothy needed to stay.
1: Yeah. Get rid of the post-credit scene. Just don't watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Just turn it off after the credits start (laughs) rolling. Just don't watch it until
2: uh, until they announce uh, a season two which it says season two on Netflix but it really is all season one yeah this was it's all, like this was season one,
1: one part two yeah
2: yeah
1: they released it in two blocks for some reason but that's just some weird yeah. ne- that's some weird Netflix shit it was really yeah. one full season 23 episodes one, one full season. season essentially one so, full series but David
0: so, so Kenny Kenny you mentioned end credits yeah now I want to talk about the music They got Uh, my boy Freddie Mercury, baby. They got got the boy, the boy Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. Singing Great Pretender yeah which is an amazing song i i've heard that song before and i don't remember how
1: in a fucking i looked into
0: it in the in the ending i was like oh my god this this is just such a great
2: song yes i mean you probably heard it on the radio it does make up for like that's a that's an old ass it's an old ass song yeah but if you listen to classic rock radio i wouldn't be surprised if it comes on it's not classic rock well maybe the freddie mercury version
0: maybe it's, i think yeah, that the
1: great pretender ending did make up for the fact that i did not like the intro music i don't know oh, I, skip, I, I skip the intro every I time skip that shit fast david <laughs> i said get out like, of here i like
2: the intro
1: i thought so it was so like over you go david oh go Andrew. no you oh, don't i was go. i was gonna say like
0: okay oh okay i, don't, okay. I was yeah. gonna say like overall like the music in the show like it gave me bebop vibes yeah like 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 the musicality of like like the like uh, like the very first act, I think, the the first and second case, um, the the music overall in the show kind of played with the theme of each case. So the first two cases, yeah. it was like very jazzy, um, especially like in the casino, there's always like sax playing or a lot of bass guitar. Um, David. In the third case, since uh
1: No, keep finish up what? what you're saying, but I have some. Oh,
0: to I'm sorry, I just said David. Um, I did. In but the I'm, third I'm... case,
1: what? I'm nodding along because I have uh, I agree with you.
0: Oh, okay, okay. In the third case, it's like wintertime. It's like more serene. Um, a lot of piano. Um, they got fucking I don't know Kelly Clarkson or some motherfucker singing a song. Um, and then in the last case, uh, I don't really remember like the music of the of the it's, last
2: case. The last case is almost an anime style song. It plays on the I think it plays on the first uh, episode. Or I think it plays on the last episode.
0: It's so like more like, like more actiony, mm-hmm. more like yeah. high high stakes. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was cool how they kind of, like, you could tell, like, theming throughout the show was very important.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and the the music um, helped amplify the theming of each of the cases even more. Um, and the, I, I think my favorite were definitely the, the jazziness. That's why I say it gave me Bebop vibes. Those first two cases were so fucking, so fucking jazzy. Yeah. I loved it. And Freddie Mercury seeing the outro. I mean, you can't beat that either.
2: Yeah, for real. Take a bit of a, uh,
1: okay, so why I was saying your name, David. Just think a little bit deeper about what show we just watched. And think about Cowboy Bebop. And tell me that this show did not um, directly, in some ways, pay homage and uh, draw inspiration yeah. from Bebop. as Not sure. just on a musical level but on an entire
2: yeah, a, a deeper a- level
1: than that. Abby's yeah.
2: plane looks like spikes.
1: Um. The character layout is very similar. The concept, this idea mm-hmm. that through some sort of nefariousness, our heroes slowly mm-hmm. have to unravel their pasts. That is literally like yeah. the, the, that is the theming of Cowboy Bebop. And, and there's
0: another show, Jerry. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that, another uh, layer, maybe. This, baby. this uh, kind of... Uh, Alliance with Black Lagoon.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so if you've seen hey, Black, Black Lagoon,
1: Black, like, this is like Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon has yeah, I that thing. Like, when you say Black Lagoon has that same theme in that, like well, Black Lagoon is more about the two main characters as opposed to like a team of characters. Um, but Black Lagoon has that same theme of like confronting your past by moving forward, right? Like there's sort of like yeah. Revy, Revy and um why am I forgetting his name? The salary man. Um, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus. Rock. rock Rock They they are doing that They're confronting uh, Their path Essentially we unravel Who they are Through their experiences Moving forward This show And Bebop Do the same uh, The same thing So I see why there's a connection there For sure I'm like Right Yeah dude Hell yeah.
0: yeah And um Uh Oh fuck What's um Fuck I can't remember the Black Lagoon characters But Benny And Black dude Mm-hmm. Also have I? I think I think Black Dude has some. Can't remember his fucking name, but I think David said Black know, Dude. Black Dude. I know Benny has some kind of, um, at least in the manga, has some kind of uh, backstory that's explored.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know if. Um,
1: I only saw the anime of the twenty, the OG anime. I didn't even watch like the follow up animes they did. So, um, oh yeah, the Roberta's
0: blood trial. Yeah, I, I thought don't... we watched. That together. I
1: know, no, I never got to watch Roberta's. I only watched the OG series with you. Damn, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, yeah, you're you're making a really great line there. I think yeah. that there's a lot of great comparisons. Um, this anime is also really Dutch. similar. the to- name. Dutch.
2: There's, it's really similar to one anime I really like. Um, uh oh, don't say it. It's about vampires and night. Son of it's a bitch! You <laughs> know,
1: <Night>. uh, <laughs> well, I saw
0: on that last episode, I saw all that blood. I was like, oh my god, Vamp- they gonna look at that blood up? Is they are gonna suck it up? Vampire night? Oh, oh. No. Oh, vampire yeah. night.
1: So yeah, I also love
2: that. Uh, oh, they, they like they, the villains were villains, but they weren't like evil. And they they sort of like no, they teamed up no, with them at the uh, end. No, uh,
1: the last uh, they the the last, last two people are like pretty evil. That's why they left them on the island. Oh, okay, though, okay? let's like, be totally honest. Okay, the others to but me, represented like uh like carnal sins, right? Like um, yeah, you know, like the first guy was very much like greed. Um, you know, they they represented things like greed and lust and. Um, like these I mean, they're things. all greedy. Yeah, yeah everybody's you're right. greedy. At the end the day, all the three of the main first villains were all driven by greed to a degree. But um, uh, wait, is this Dragon's Dogma? Jesus Christ, no. Um, but I think about how like Sam's addiction issues, he's sort of gluttonous in that a- aspect. Like, he, yeah. And then like the first guy, uh, sort of this this addiction to um the 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 money and the the the, the Hollywood fame, and right? power the pride, and, the way yeah. he the way he acted about his films, right. The, you know yeah. there were these other attributes of them that made them bad. Were they necessarily like bad? You're right. Like the other three guys yeah. were not as like vile. At, but the final two people, they they, they were. were they're child traffickers. Well, <laughs> oh, they they traffickers were selling kids. They were pretty. Yeah. Ma-
2: they're pretty maximum evil. Yeah. They, like, I mean, both of them were pretty intent on killing each other in that final confrontation. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. So
2: you know they were definitely. That's why they left them on the island though. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah.
1: I'll give it that. Yeah, and yeah. So I uh, what I was getting at though is that uh, another thing you, what what was, that, what was that? What was that like rap song that kept playing like uh, life is all about that, my that come up or something like, one. Yeah. That was that,
2: that was <laughs> the first case's song.
1: It came back in the final one. The first line was I like, remember that song. I, I think, think was like, this that, song's
2: a bomb. Yeah, I, was like, I think it's casano's theme. I think that's the the gang leader's theme.
1: Oh, is it supposed to be that? I I mean, I guess that would make sense. Uh, I think you're right. I think it may have played over. I just want to figure out who the author, like, who's the artist that did that? I was trying to, like. Wait, wait. (laughs) Want to be free by YVY. YVY. Shout out to the man laying out the beats on that. That was pretty cool. I, I don't know why, but, yeah. The music was really awesome, and I'm happy that it integrated, like, multiple languages. It, it integrated, like, the multilingual nature yeah. of the show, which was really cool. The aesthetic and animation were beautiful, for lack of a better word. It felt almost like a like a movie-level animation in a lot of scenes. Um, and now, you have to remember, the show wasn't particularly like, complex. There was not really, like, any, like, high pace. A lot of it was very slow. Um, you know, there was a couple car chases and you know, some slight action. But for the most part, it was a lot of standing, talking, moving around, normal stuff. But it looked really pretty. The aesthetic of the scenes were really nice. And the choreography of the, the direction is the word I want to use. The director handled the layouts of the scenes really well. When you looked at the way they would stand in the rooms, the backgrounds, the way the things would look, it it was really pretty to look at. Um, So you, there was, those were certainly highlights to me. The animation, the music were, were really cool. Like I told, and I told the boys this before we started recording, this felt like, lupon the third meets shinichiro watanabe like to me that is what this felt like and if someone yeah. had come to me and told me the great pretender was a shinichiro Wat- watanabe series i wouldn't have even like second guessed them because this felt very watanabe uh, if you've seen any of his works cowboy bebop samurai Champloo, um uh the fucking kids on the slope, terror on the slope uh terror and resonance um, the one he just did with the two girls that are on the space, on, Dandy, no, uh, Carolyn, Tuesday, Carolyn, Tuesday, space, Dandy, though. Also, those are all Watanabe. So if you've seen any of those, to me, this felt it sort of gravitated towards that aesthetic. Um, and I, I, I know you guys kind of were like, Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. It definitely had that going. Um, but right. it felt also very like Lupin the third to me, right? This, uh, this sort of caper esque sort of over the top, sort of, like, gotcha type of moment that, like, Lupin is known for yeah. to me. I do
2: think Lawrence was very much like Lupin, too. Yeah, super Lupin-y. Yeah, he had some Lupin aspects to his style. Mm-hmm.
1: And I love that. So. I, I think that, for me, it was, like, that felt very – that was parts of the show that I really liked um, and that, like, it had that. So um, I, that's uh, – other thoughts, y'all, on the logistical stuff of this show? Like, the way it felt, looked – I mean, I think I – I'm no. sorry I kind of covered a lot of it, but – I love
2: the title uh, cards too. I, oh, those were really oh, cool. Oh
0: yes. Those title cards were really dope. I think the probably the most beautiful animation that the show had was during case two with the, the airplane mm-hmm. race. Yeah. Um because they'd be like, I, I don't know if they were using CGI or what animation was like what exactly was being used. Right. Yeah. But um like whatever city I think they're in Singapore, uh, yes. flying yeah. through Singapore, the there was like, like like black water towers like near the end of the race. I don't know what the fuck those were like some kind of buildings.
2: It, I, yeah, it's like a garden, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: like that yeah. garden part was the most beautifully animated part of the whole show. I yeah. thought,
2: and I do think all of the cities were really well, I don't know, researched. I guess Singapore, mm-hmm. Hong Kong, or was it Shanghai? Yeah, obviously Shanghai. The, the Tokyo ones, uh, London um and la obviously were well researched i think in crafting the backgrounds and i i I really would say that they did a good job of making the backgrounds and the set design abstract and stationary Mm -hmm. instead of leaning into 3d animation crowds which look like shit and i hate those they just would make a ton of characters stationary Mm -hmm. just only the characters that are happening are moving and everybody else is sort of abstract colors and stationary Um, I only, there was one scene where during the plane race, they had a 3d animated crowd. And I was like, I was going to talk so much good shit about how they never did 3d animation for, you know, crowds because it's so ugly and it just, it looks bad. Wit is usually, Wit
1: studio is pretty well known for like traditional 2d animation, honestly, like that to me, that's where they shine the most. Um, if you don't know anything about Wit studio, talking about the animation, uh, three in my opinion of the best animated TV series of the last generation of the last decade is that ten years? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of the last decade, three of the best animated TV shows, uh, in my opinion, Vinland Saga, The Ancient Magus Bride, and Attack on Titan. Three of the most beautiful TV animes to ever be made. Uh, are all three Wit Studio productions. They are. They are a pretty small studio. They don't have a ton of works under their under their belt but those three alone were, are a testament to the quality of production you're going to get when a wit studio does a show, when wit studio does a show. And Great mm-hmm. Pretender was no... uh, It upheld that legacy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just as pretty, just as beautiful, just as wonderful as these other three shows that I, I really do consider some of the best. I mean, we talked about it during the Vinland Saga episode. If you haven't watched that, go back to the Vinland Saga episode. Um, But uh, Vinland Saga is gorgeous i mean just yeah. gorgeous so yeah. this show definitely held up in that regard okay boys damn we nailed it uh, you. yeah it. how are we feeling guys oh okay shit we have to rate it okay uh jesus um, uh, okay uh who's counting us down or what are we doing
0: i'll, I'll do it i'll do it i'll count us down you all ready
1: right. all right Don't
0: three two one
1: Damn, you guys went way higher than me. <laughs> Hell yeah!
2: This was a this is great. Nine boys, nine oh, boys. Oh damn yeah, it! I didn't. Have, I didn't have an issue with the pacing, really. Even okay. you know, y'all are mentioning it. I didn't. I didn't have that issue. Mm. Um, just watching it, yeah. and I think that I would have given it a ten out of ten if Dorothy stayed. Did damn
1: like, it. I, I I just felt
2: like that was that was a bit of an ass pull. Like, come on.
1: It it was. If it was. I had only watched. The first, like, let's say I just watched the first three parts and the last part didn't exist yet. Like, if I had watched mm-hmm. it when they first put it up, I don't think I would have watched the last part to be totally upfront. I think that this show was like, at that point in time, the third case was too derivative. It felt like the show had kind of gone off the deep end. I'm not sure I would have watched the last part if that had been. If I had watched that and then had to wait like two or three weeks to watch the last part, I'm not sure I would have been engaged enough. Luckily, it was all there and available to me, so I was able to go ahead and watch through. The last part made me bump it up. I probably would have given this a six out of 10 if I hadn't watched the last part. The last part I felt was added closure. It may have even been higher if the ending hadn't sucked ass as well. Like to me, like Dorothy at the end made me go a little lower because I also yeah. didn't like that. But it was but so good right up
2: until that moment. That's just The it. major Those yeah, moments. I mean I just had yeah. so many
1: issues. I can't in good faith give a show above something like a 6 or a 7 when I have so many issues with the pacing and the plotting of the show. I mean, I loved the first case and I loved the last case. I thought the second case was okay. The third case was really weak. So I, overall I just I have to give it a little bit lower. And not because the animation, not because the music, not because the characters, those all were really well done. It all boils down to like plot and pace that like made me Mm -hmm. again. I would have dropped this show had we not been watching it for this, probably unless you know what I mean? Like I may have dropped it even despite that just because it just bogged me down so much. I just felt so uninterested going into the last Mm -hmm. arc and that I shouldn't like you shouldn't feel that way. Like when you just watch the meat. 10 episodes in the center of your show should not make you feel like you don't want to watch the last nine like that yeah, i mean like a, that's it's
2: okay to be wrong jerry it's oh
1: okay. shut up you don't, no. you, have, you don't have to defend yourself yeah, 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 i'm you no, no i'm just explaining so to everyone to why i gave time, it a seven out of ten and i will yeah, stand yeah. by that all day and night i think that this yeah. is sh- and i think that this is and obviously not oh my god
0: whatever <laughs> but no, no, i think david i, I think the the music I, I think my favorite thing about this whole thing was the music in the animation more yeah. more so the music because I, I I'm a I'm a sucker for, for good instrumentals mm-hmm. and uh hearing that bass slap, hearing that sax blow, it's it it, it definitely just it, it puts you in the setting, it puts you in the in the scene, and um I really enjoyed it. I, I love the characters. I think similar to, to Jerry's uh uh cons against the like show uh, specifically during act three or case three case
1: three there there
0: were some some pacing moments that i that i was lost and i'm sure a lot of other people as they're watching throughout that entire case were lost too in terms of just timing like what's happening where am i in this timeline um and the unnecessary like i don't know if they just ran out of things to show so they're like well we could just dump in this montage and call it day which was not a good decision, but Kenny uh, was over
1: here I, I like think... I, he was like I love this so much, dude. I just love this. No, I'm just... I know,
0: but like I really like I like just watching it. Like I I love the characters, the design, yeah. like everything. I love everything about the show, but that montage was ass. And why is Dorothy alive? Yeah, but yeah. other than that, like great anime. I would yeah. definitely recommend this.
1: Yeah, again, oh, yeah. I can't. I'm not. This was a good anime. No matter. I can't un like. Jerry so you're going to defend yourself. Yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah, I'm just no, trying to tell you I'm telling the viewers opinion. this was a good anime it was a good Dude. anime it just to me it, it's not in the echelons this is not like this is a show that two years from now I unless they make more I probably won't think too much about like you know this is not Vinland Saga to me like this is not um, the that level where it's like Vinland Saga was mighty impactful and didn't leave a moment unturned this show had just some weakness in the middle and some derogativeness and some a little melodrama and honestly you guys remember banana fish how i didn't yeah. even fucking finish it up. I love <laughs> and you two loved banana fish and i just I love, I love this, banana fish. unfortunately yeah, this good. falls like in that same zone where like it fits your guys's taste a little bit more and for me it's like it's one of those shows it, it's that same style where it's like i get a little bored i get a little dull Jerry, I, I just Jerry, yeah sh- sh- Jerry, it's okay un-
3: yeah,
0: it's okay, buddy.
1: It's all right.
3: It's
0: all right. We'll right. This together. It's, it's good. Right. You guys
1: can. Everyone who's listening, go fucking watch Great Pretender. But, but, okay. But I I will say like
0: I you brought up a good point and if if I watched just season one and I ended on case three, this would be much. It, I would say this was like a five or six Thank just because okay, that. Good. Like I, I I agree with that because okay. I, I think case four saved it heavily heavily well then like save it heavily but it definitely is a much better thing to end on yes. than case three three um so if i did watch season one waited a few days until season the second part of season one came out yeah. and then watch that i'd be like oh it might have changed my opinion but like yeah. i binged it all so
1: no yeah, yeah i'm not sure if i would have come back like i'm happy I, I i'm it happy enough. that we decided. To wait until it was all out to start it which i we just kind of like randomly decided that. i'm happy we did that because if i would have watched the first three parts guys i a hundred percent would have been like i'm not watching the rest of this show <laughs> i would have been like i am definitely done. but i'm happy i was able to just binge right through and watch the whole thing because it the last part to me is uh, was the best part i mean uh, case one was actually really good well crafted as well in my opinion but um yeah, part the last part, Lawrence story, all of that, just very, very much the best part of the show.
2: The Wizard. Honestly, of the I'm barrier.
0: excited for more. I hope there's more.
1: I'll be. I
2: feel there has to be more
0: now because they,
1: they, fucking. I, yeah, there's a, I will so. watch another season if they do it. Um,
2: there's so. another Netflix show called Be the Beginning, mm-hmm. and it ended on a cliffhanger. Well, it didn't end on a cliffhanger technically. Like it finished a story, but then had a post-credit scene with a very intense cliffhanger. And it sort of pissed me off. I don't know if it'll ever come back either. Mm. I don't I, I don't expect it to. to keep but it get- it had that same sort of like I, if this cliffhanger didn't exist, we could have easily just ended. But it it does. So <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope. You defended yourself, so I I know you you guys know my opinion. Seven out of ten, I'm sticking with it. Um, That's what's (laughs) going to be on my my anime list. Damn it. Um, (laughs) Okay, boys. Kenny, do you have something to unravel today, or you want to
2: unravel? Deadman Wonderland. Oh, Deadman. This week, this week we're going to be talking about a weird fucking show called Deadman Wonderland. Are we going to talk about the manga or
1: the anime, Kenny? Out of curiosity. The manga,
2: bro. What the fuck?
1: This needs to be called "Kitty Unravels Manga now. He, you haven't talked about an anime version in a while.
2: Because mangas are the ones that go off the rails. Animes will just have two seasons and then never finish.
1: I was about to say, Deadman kind of goes off the rails in some ways, but you're right, it... In- yeah, it okay, is-
2: so let me tell you, okay? Deadman Wonderland starts to show this guy goes to jail, and it's like a weird fucking bad jail, and they have to compete in weird circus acts or some shit to not die, but guess what? He's got blood powers, okay? He can use his blood and shoot it as bullets. And now he has to fight against some other guys that all had bird names for some fucking reason. And they've got blood powers, too. And there's one blood guy whose name is Crow, and he shoots blood out of his arms and turns them into swords. And then there's this blood guy named Owl, and he turns his blood into bombs. But our main That's guy...
3: you're
0: weird
2: as fuck. <laughs> I hope the first two episodes... I don't think there are any blood powers. Also, there's this girl in white who's in like also in the jail. And she doesn't necessarily have blood powers, but sometimes gets like possessed, sort of. It makes no sense. Okay. It makes no goddamn sense. So you know what? Fuck this jail. Fuck these people. All the blood people with the blood powers are gonna band together and break out of here. Okay. So then they literally do that. They just break out of the jail. They use their blood powers to break out. Our main guy shoots a blood bullet. He gets his blood, and he shoots it like a bullet. But then he shoots bigger bullets throughout. And then it turns out that actually the whole jail was a big testing site for these blood powers. All of them actually lived within this jail whenever they were kids, but then had their memory wiped. And now we're back in the jail. And that's why the, the white girl... Actually, always lived in the jail because she was the most powerful one with the best blood power. Uh, She, like, used her blood to, like, strengthen herself or some shit. I don't think I... It probably explains her powers, but it's, like, too fucking goddamn convoluted to actually... Then it turns out there are these, like, Shinsengumi, like, executioner guys. I just always call them, like, Shinsengumi because... I don't know, that's from a fucking old show, I think. And Actually, the executioner guys are not that bad. And everybody actually just needs to fight against the whole institution of jail itself, I think. Um, but yeah, it just turns out they all were raised in this jail as genetic experiments. And then, like, had their memory wiped and then got sent to the regular world. And then they ended up back in jail for doing some shit. Um Like the main character gets, he goes to jail because people think he kills this whole class. But actually, the person that kills this whole class is the girl that was in white wearing like this weird mask. And he says that she was there, but obviously she wasn't. Well, she was, but like the police are like, nope. Because the jail was pulling the strings the whole time. The blood powers were genetic experiments. And then I think he kisses her. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Then Ben flies off the rails. What's, i'm telling you the beginning of this manga there are no blood powers the what <laughs> Why are there blood powers then? all of a sudden i don't know and then like so then there's like this tournament arc where the blood-powered people are in jail and they have to fight against each other in this sort of tournament and they can earn privileges but then all the blood power people can like talk to each other and al the guy who has a also has a blood power it's like actually, all of us blood-powered people, we're um breaking the fuck out of here, and they're like okay, and then instead of like, it just it just feels like there's a story, and then they're like actually that's why this is what I want the story to be, and it's only sort of tangential to the first story, but then it takes another tangent, and then we enter a third or fourth tangent from. So we've gotten so far away from what our original where was like it was like this cool jail where they're like competing in these like sort of like things to not die, like you don't want to die in the jail, like they they have to like jump over spikes and shit. Like it's like this sort of like wipeout style jail scenario. That gets thrown out the window as soon as the blood powers come into play. Then we're just blood powered guys fighting each other in this blood tournament. Hell yeah. Ichigo fights Hollows, and then he's in the Soul Society fighting other Soul Reapers. I don't know, man. Honestly,
1: I, I, think, I, gotta watch this. I, I think, think I'm the interested. Anime of Deadman Wonderland call? is like okay.
2: I think you only hit two tangents, though. That's there are no, two more yeah, the Anime does a good
1: part. job of just kind of feeling like enough. Like you just get enough of it that you're like, oh, that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah, you're like, oh,
2: wow. blood
1: powers are cool. But they don't like it doesn't have the same ending as the manga, David. So like. You, you just kind of get, like, 12 episodes in this world, and then it's like, okay. Um, so there's not really, like, a... Like, 12 episodes? Yeah, you kind of have to shift and go read the manga if you want the real ending. But, um... Yeah, I mean, Kenny's pretty right. Honestly, like, the opening scene of, like, the blood-splattered classroom and the the floating guy... I mean, it's just, like... It's kind of, like, and edgy. Then, yeah. It's got, like, that Tokyo Ghoul edginess to it, in my opinion, where it's like... And then he, he like, gets
2: blamed for it. He's like, I didn't do it. And they're like yeah you did and like it's well, kind of edgy how the fuck just did i blow my classroom up
1: what <laughs> kind of like edgy for fuck's sake like it's just edgy to be edgy like oh we're violent and gory just to be violent and gory you know what i mean like sometimes shows will do that yeah. um and then so that's kind of where like as it tries to like get its footing as a shonen it unfortunately ends up in a tournament arc which is like you're like very quick w- you're like wait a second wait a second <laughs> <be> a
3: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: like, I don't know. It's this dude trying to survive in this sort of shitty situation. We are almost in a tournament arc before you even get to have fun with the idea of him competing in these different games. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, he gets to compete in the you know the wipeout course where there are spikes and if you fall you die. And now he's fighting a dude with blood swords. And you're like,
1: to me, it's fun to watch. Like, since it's only twelve episodes, I watched it in one sitting. So like, I just sat yeah. down one night, started it, and watched it all the way to the end. It's again. It's like you don't. It's not. It's super fast paced. So it's like you're like, what yeah. the what,
2: what, what the. Fuck, I'm about what to say it? it gets very far in the manga. For yeah,
1: it takes a pretty good chunk out of it. So, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of that sort of stuff, sort of hyper gory, yeah,
0: uh, shonen, anymore, go give I'm it a gonna shot. Check
1: it out. I'm but, a little edgy. Yeah, get a little
0: edgy. I'm a little edgy.
1: You're okay. edgy. Fantastic. Thanks for unraveling that for us tonight, Kenny. That was a good one. I forgot about that. That was a hell of a hell I'm unravel. just curious, how many more episodes can we do of Unraveled, Kenny? How long can this go? How many
2: uh, Unraveled can we go? You know. Let me tell you right now. I read a lot of manga. Kitty next. Bo,
1: bo, bo, Bro, bo, I, bo, I should bo, read bo. that
2: one honestly.
1: Uh, awesome. Well, uh thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to t- today's episode of the Uncensored Anime Podcast. I don't know if David said that this was episode 16, but it is episode 16. Did. I, did. Um, I don't remember. I was like uh, I won't again, I Maybe promise. it's episode 12. No, um but yes, we're so excited if you are a returning viewer Uh, Thanks for being here with us, and thanks for uh, coming back for another episode. Hope you enjoyed us kind of getting back to our roots here after a couple episodes of not reviewing stuff. Back on the reviews. We plan to keep doing a couple—we have a couple more shows in the pipeline for this year, so we'll probably have a couple more standard episodes like this. But I also have some fun guests that I might bring back on for us to have some more, like, anime-themed discussions like we've been doing. So um, if you enjoy one or the other, tell us. You know, tell us in the comments. Reach out to us. Let us know which which you like better, like how—if this is your first time, Uh, and you just stumbled on us because you saw this pop up, because you searched Great Pretender, because you saw it on Netflix, and our episode came up on YouTube, thank you for stopping by and listening to us and giving us a chance and letting us get in your ears for a little bit. And if you enjoyed this, make sure to check out some of our other episodes where we do the exact same thing. We review a bunch of different anime shows here, uh, usually completely uncensored. We're not afraid to... Uh, Tell it how it is. Uh, Just like today, where I told my opinion up front that I think Great Pretender was just a seven, okay? Um, Sometimes that's just the way it is. Sometimes I can't finish Banana Fish because it just wasn't good. Um... And we had a whole episode about that. But, and obviously Tower of God fucking sucked ass and all of us agreed. Um, And everyone should agree. So go check out our other episodes. We are now, uh, we have a ton of backlog that you can go check us out. Check us out on Spotify. We're all up on Spotify. You can check us out on Anchor as well as a couple other listening platforms uh, that you are able to check us out or on YouTube where that can help us a lot, especially if you give us that thumbs up, give us a comment. Um, Those are great ways. And, you know, you can hit that Subscribe button. Turn those notification bells on. We post every Friday ish, is what I like to say. A, every Friday, at hundred subscribers. Ish,
2: um, a hundred subscribers. I'm gonna build a Gundam on. Oh yes, on our yeah. channel, And I'm giving it away. Live Gundam
1: build at a hundred. Uh, live yep. Vampire Night watch party at a thousand. So 1, remember that if we can hit a thousand subscribers on the tube, we are gonna do a live Vampire Night watch party. We're gonna watch it all live and do a live review of vampire night. Uh, so, if we can ever hit a thousand subscribers, then you know what to look <laughs> forward to. But let
2: go yes. 100 subscribers. I'll build a Gundam and I'll give it away to anybody that's watching. Hell or yeah. maybe we'll do a giveaway a different way. But I'll build that Gundam and you'll get to keep it. So And yeah, more oh, yeah. more giveaways oh, yeah. coming up.
1: More giveaways coming up for sure. Um, we yep. have already given away the first volume of Chainsaw Man to one of our uh, awesome listeners. So, uh, shout out to our list, uh George, I think. Jimmy. Um, Jimmy. Fuck. Um, Jimmy. <on>. Jimmy, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Okay, no. Uh, But no, uh, we plan to give out more, uh, do more, and keep uh, changing it up here. We want to change pace. We've already had some really cool episodes that have done better uh, because we brought on and done some different concepts. So uh, stick with us. Hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much. And from the Uncensored Anime Kit Podcast, we are saying...
2: Peace. Peace! Peace! Love and peace!